This Lcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just recently ran out into no man's land. Welcome, Jacob. Uh, well, I'm not exactly Wonder Woman. I can't deflect bots. <laughs> and yes, but I think I do think you got the ears for it. D-Lens, what have you been doing? Oh, great. Come on, D-Lens. What do you mean you haven't been doing anything? I can see the ears coming out of Jacob's head. What's up, Doc? What do you mean they're coming out of my head, too? Oh, my goodness! <laughs> D-Lens! <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? Uh, anyway, folks. That's what, that's what we get for hiring an AI assistant. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you didn't exactly hire her. She just kind of worked herself into the project. That is true. So we got to. But it out. does make this interesting. So that is true. Why? Thank you. And let me introduce our co-host, a man who I feel like the cat's cute in everything. I get it. It's a cute little black kid. But you realize this thing is maybe possessed. Fucking true. What cat you're talking about? Are you sure? There's a cat right over there, man. <laughs> no, that's just a figment of your imagination. Oh, okay. Maybe I do need to check it by a psychiatrist. Or how do you remove these ears? <laughs> oh, those apparently will go back down in a bit, I bet. I would hope so. I bet. Come on. What do you mean you don't know? How did you do this in the first place? I haven't even... Wait, what was in that Coke? And when did she give you anything? I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, like, now she's lacing her stuff be like great I'm gonna have to check get a virus scan on you aren't I D-Lit what do you mean maybe oh great <laughs> anyway this, this sounds like a certain film that's you know we'll get to that in a minute yeah so Jacob how are you doing today man I'm doing very good minus I hear in the passing of a, a friend of mine uh, now let's just be like she'll be truly missed truly missed and i'm i heard the news just before i came over and it's it was just say never seen to hear we kept we didn't know it was gonna go that direction but yeah just definitely pray for her and her family uh her name is uh lauren all right uh other than that work has been good uh by the way happy new year everybody yes happy new year uh happy new year um we're in 2023 now yes you know com coming into our fifth season in just a month just a month that's incredible Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's been pretty good to be like i think me and ashley went out and uh ashley's mother uh i'm not gonna say names uh uh had surgery and we went visit her in uh visit her in town and then we went and had dinner and uh she bought me this wonderful jacket for my birthday mm -hmm. it was a size too big it, it looked happens. like it looked like a blanket on me <laughs> a denim blanket a denim blanket worst thing yeah so we went and exchanged that walked around a little bit hung out and mm -hmm. then we went to uh a new year's party and uh yeah it's been a roller coaster since then <laughs> yeah uh, i'm trying to work on 
drawing each and every day like I used to and uh, maybe pumping out more like pumping more content out. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed I've noticed I've got more traction on my uh, my Facebook page, uh, Jacob's Daily Art Corner. You can go check check me out over there. I noticed I got a lot more traction now, which is very interesting. Uh, sometimes it happens that way. It sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. It's like you put yourself out, put yourself out there artistically and creatively. Be like people start to notice. So, anyways, I've uh, been doing that, and um, yeah. So, what have you been up to? Oh, nothing much. Work, podcasting mm-hmm. on other shows. Yes. Namely, uh, Henshin Men with uh, Nate from the Monster mm. on Film Vault. Yes. Uh, where we're going through. I, so if, you, if you're not caught up with that, uh, for one reason or another, his previous co-host had to dip out. Mm. And he'd been doing a couple of, uh, you know, little uh, quick guests here and there. And he'd done a couple episodes by himself because he wanted to get Common Rider finished because that's a 99 episode show. And they were like, three quarters of the way through wow so i just went and popped off hey if you need a if you need someone to help you go through any of these um (laughs) i'm available and i'll do however many you want me to do you volunteered as tribute volunteered as tribute (laughs) hey it worked once before why not twice that is true that is so true (laughs) I, I, I don't feel abandoned at all. I didn't abandon you. <laughs> or betrayed. I didn't betray you. This is just another. How many times have I guest hosted on like retro or I at agree. the time I did that devotion for Geek Devotions? This that is, is not any different. Than oh, that. I know. I know. I kid. I kid. I kid. But I'm only. It was, I did not get come in until like episode 86 of Common Rider. That is true. And I'm leaving like sometime around episode 97. Oh, okay. I think uh, basically until either A, the show stops, or B, he stops calling me. Oh, okay. that's about where this is going fair. to go. Totally Whichever fair. comes first. Yeah, which would be like, I'd be like the idea of like you're helping a friend out. That's pretty much Perfectly what I'm doing. Fine. That's cool. He wants, I to love ca- that kind of stuff. He wants to call me a co host. That's fine. I'm just guest hosting. That's yeah. all I'm doing. It's just an extended guest host. Yeah, an extended guest host until you know, so, get things worked out. Exactly. So, uh, go check out that. I think I shared that out on our, on our Facebook page. Today. I saw that this morning. I was like, um, I need to listen to that. Yeah. It's and th- those two episodes are interesting <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> One of the monsters is half lion, half spider. Oh, okay. And it's don't Nate. ask me how that works. <laughs> and it's Nate. It'd be like it's, it's always gonna be very entertaining in itself. It's, it's 70s Tokusatsu on television. It's gonna be goofy, of course, but it's a great goofy, it's a fun goofy. So, yeah, I, I've been doing that. Uh, other than that, it's just been a normal kind of week. I got gotcha. you. So, Jacob, I have a question for you. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Uh, besides the ears grow in my head, um, a lot of YouTube, actually. <laughs> a lot of YouTube. You now. Yes. Uh, I, like I usually do, I'll watch or listen to uh, uh, The Casual Criminist on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh for those who love true crime and love just 
crime in general. It's a great, it's a great podcast. It's a great YouTube channel. If you uh, love crime, if you love crime, <laughs> yeah, it's right up your alley. <laughs> I think what you meant is if you like true crime stories. Yes, there we go. Actual crime. Not, yes. Me like, yes, you you have a sense for blood and murder. <laughs> murder most foul. <laughs> no, be like, it's a great podcast. You want to listen to your true crime enthusiast. So I highly recommend it. I've recommended it to a ton of people. Uh, I'm not being I'm not being uh, uh, told to say this, or this is not a promotion or a, a paid promotion from um, Simon Whistler, who runs the runs the show. It's just been like, though, if you want to, to yes, if you throw want to support our way, way, we will gladly, yeah, gladly, we'll gladly talk Simon. about it. Yeah, talk about you anyway. We'll just make, make that money off your hands. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I watched that. Uh, I've been reading through uh oh uh killing four it's the first jack reacher jack reacher uh novel mm -hmm. that's by uh oh i feel terrible as a you know just general when i can't forget I, I am terrible with names people if you haven't listened to us for the last four and a half years no no of course not um uh, but i will remember his name jack reacher no the author Right, I was making sure I was thinking because it's the same guy who wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, no, no, not Hunt for Red October. That's Jack Ryan. Yeah, it's Jack Ryan. I don't know Jack guy. Reacher. Yeah, Jack Reacher. They they recently they they finished season one on Amazon Prime with Reacher. And apparently, what I've seen be like, yeah, the guy looks like Jack uh, Jack Reacher. Big burly guy, you do not want to mess with. <laughs> I know it's something Lee child Lee child. Thank you. Lee child. Thank you very much. Uh, so I've been going through that book. It's really good. I've been listening to audible on audible uh, there again, not being, you know, no paid subscription from audible, but again, happy to, if you want to, um, but yeah, just, just start paying your uh, people better. Yeah. Just saying, just saying. I don't get political much, but it's like when I heard how little, how bad they were doing, it's like, yeah, Audible needs to pay some more. Yeah. Amazon, you got the money. Anyway. <laughs> True. And we just got delisted from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I, I really enjoyed the book. I'm trying to get through it. Uh, there again, uh, growing with a person who has reading disorders and eating dyslexia, uh, reading was kind of hard as a kid. So I'm trying to get into reading more and it's, it's really encouraging. It helps you, you know, develop your mm -hmm. vocabulary. And yeah. So other than that, I have been doing uh, spectacular. Okay. How about you? What have you been watching, listening to, or playing? I finished Ultra Q. Really? Yes. It's a good show. If you like kind of outer limits style, black and white mm. uh, television shows. Okay. In Japanese. Yeah. From the 1960s mm. with Kaiju. Huh. And I was, I started, I finished Ultra Q because I wanted to watch Ultraman, which Ultra Q is technically comes is before that, even though Ultraman never shows up in Ultra Q. Hmm. And which is I'll, weird. I'll be the first. Well, it's, I'll tell you why. Cause I actually looked all this up. Really? Yeah. Old, the the suit that would end up being Ultraman yeah. was originally intended for Ultra Q as just another alien that was going to come that they'd have to deal with. Hmm. And the show got canceled before they had a chance to actually make that episode. Huh. So when they 
decided to make a new show, he he told the guy making the suits, hey, make another suit like that alien we we made, but uh, painted up red and silver. Hmm. And uh, that's going to be our new superhero, basically. Oh, okay. And they reuse a bunch of the old Ultra Q suits in there. The only real issue I have is apparently the only real handoff between these two shows yeah. to really make them feel like it was a televised theatrical performance that allowed them. I don't know. And I, and I, it's not, I don't think it's on my DVD or on my Blu-ray over there. Hmm. So it's like, I have no idea how these people switched hmm. now from what I've heard. It's something I'm going to get to be talking about next week hmm. on my, what I've been watching. Hmm. Shin Ultraman does a better job of, making that handoff okay so i'll talk about that next week got it when i haven't when i can actually have an opinion Mm. but until that point uh along with that of course i've watched a couple of two episodes of ultraman because i was curious it's a good show uh of course i've been watching common writers since i'm on that yeah but uh, i've also been playing something else for another project that we oh got released yeah since we last had an episode yeah, yeah, yeah A personal project that is so that is a cell cast production mm-hmm. technically and it's that because i'm the one doing it and i said oh yeah this is cell cast <laughs> yeah and also we got a lot of stuff with the pipe just stay tuned we got some stuff coming yeah but uh i released the first two episodes of untangling kingdom hearts kingdom hearts because i did technically already start untangling kingdom hearts for kingdom hearts key mm-hmm. which i'm going to return back to that in, in over the course of time but I'm wanting to get back. I was wanting to get back to some of the stuff that really got me interested in the game. Yeah. And why not start with the one that got me really interested in the franchise? Okay. So, and there's a lot of things in there I kind of want to talk about, and I ain't two of them yet. Got it. But yeah, I was played a little bit of that, that game. So, you know, that's just the best kind of research. Mm, just playing, just playing a game. It's like, okay, let's see what I run into in this section. <laughs> Oh, what? look, I just did it since it was just the opening cutscene. Ah, yes. The cutscene that I never understood for 18 years. Mm-hmm. 19 years. Literally, I did not figure out what that opening cutscene was supposed to be until I watched it again for Untangling Kingdom Hearts. Wow. And I finally realized, oh, it's foreshadowing. That's all this is doing. Oh, okay. It's actually really good foreshadowing. Really? All things considered. Hmm. But I'd never caught that before. So... I'll be talking about that on that. So go check out that, all that stuff. Anywho, uh, so I've been playing that and watching all that, all that tokusatsu. And I've been playing another game. Hmm. And I would like to, while Xbox is not paying us, though I'll gladly take money. Uh, I'm just going to say Xbox Game Pass, if you have an Xbox, is a great deal because anything that's Xbox Game Studios, you can play for free. If you've got Xbox Game Pass, really? Yeah, and a couple other things will be are in mm-hmm. that service too. It's kind of a one of the, it's one of these Netflix for gaming mm-hmm. experiments. Except I think this one actually works because it will actually download the game to your console, really, which is nice. And so I, since I finally finished uh, for the first time last week, which I didn't, I didn't ever think to talk about, but our last weekend actually. I finished playing the original Psychonauts that was on the original Xbox. Oh, okay. That is kind of a, and, and that's, a, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon, but in 3D. Hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. And 
So I beat that. I then played the, uh, technically it was a VR game, though I didn't play it in VR, but the uh, semi-sequel, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, which was supposed to split between Psychonauts and Psychonauts 2, which Psychonauts 2 just came out to either last year, year before last, Mm. but I never got around to playing it. Mm. Because I thought, I got to finish Psychonauts before I play Psychonauts 2. True. Makes sense. And I've been playing Psychonauts 2, and that's a trip. <laughs> what I've heard of the game, yes. Yes. Uh, the level I just got done doing was set in a competitive cooking game show in which you are trying to feed puppet versions of the of all the quote-unquote heads uh, head of the Psychonauts organization, mm. but they weren't just puppet versus that they were also animal cross half breeds of those people. Oh, so it's like, huh? it was weird and fun. That is weird, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you've never played psychonauts, highly suggest checking it out. I think I saw it on steam on sale right now hmm. for like two 99. That's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. I have no idea if this is live when on the audio version and definitely probably won't be there you people way in the future high future people high d let's says high future people also <laughs> there might be people listening to this years down the road you know that is know. true that uh, is so true anywho so yeah i've been playing those and uh yeah that's pretty much it okay so jacob i ha- my next question for you is what do we got in the news The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. Why, thank you, Dilit. For the ears, not so much. He says you're welcome. If I start growing up, I can tell we might have an issue. She also said, you're also welcome for the ears, but whether you like it or not. Either or. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in the news, uh, so we're rounding out the end of the year for 2020 and uh, Two. 2022. Sorry, 2020. If we're still in 2020, we're in trouble. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, why are you talking about stuff you're talking about, supposed to be talking about in the future? Uh, either or. Uh, so for the year 2022, uh, they put out the um, they put out a graph of the uh, the top movies of the top animated movies of the year, and so I'm gonna read off mm-hmm. a few of them. But beforehand, I want I want to pick Drew's mind. What do you think is the number one movie animation wise in the U.S. of right 2020 now? of 2022? 2022. Yes. Avatar: The Way of Water. It's anime. It's yes. It's yes. anime. That's why I it's, said Avatar: The Way of Water. It's pretty. I, I agree with you. There's on a that. lot of animation in that movie. Yes, and it there might is. Be close, but but... No, it is not. Okay, let me give you a serious answer. Okay. How's that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we have this year? We, we had reviewed the... most of these. I figured we did. So we had Encanto, very yeah. early on this year. Yeah, very early on. Although that may have technically been last year. I think it was last year, I think. Okay. I think. Um, 
see, we also had uh, the bad guys, mm-hmm. which deserved more than it got. Agreed. Uh, we also had Dragon Ball Z, no, Super. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had Lightyear. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Turning Red. That was this year. It was, yes. Um, we did have uh, Strange World, but neither one of us have seen it. Yeah. Uh, super Pets. Super League of Super Pets, yes. Mm-hmm. Trying to think what else there was. Uh, Sonic 2. That's about as animated as Avatar 2, The Way of War. That is true. <laughs> that is so true. I didn't count it, but I also counted Avatar 2. True. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say Sonic 2 because I think that one did better than I think a lot of oh, stuff did okay. this year. Well, Performance-wise, whether it was better technically is another matter. Okay, you are off by one. In the United States, it's Minion Rise of Gru. We still haven't watched that one either. No, we haven't. <laughs> I'll be like, heck, we have to get through I'm, the rest of the Minion movies we, to do that. We gotta get Despicable Me 2. We gotta get... Uh, the, yeah, Despicable Me 2, Dude. Despicable Me 3, Minions 1 before we get to Minions 2. Yeah. <coughs> Technically, this is Minions... This is Minions 3. Because no, there was a Minions, minions 2. 2. This is Minions 2. Okay. There's I, not been a Minions 3 yet. Now, okay. granted, Minions The Rise of Gru mm-hmm. has been on the list since 2020 that is true that may be where the confusion here lies there possibly possibly you, you keep talking i will do some looking up oh, okay. i'm fairly certain i'm correct all right so uh u.s gross was minions riser grew with 365 uh 0.6 million dollars followed closely by sonic the hedgehog i'm presuming that's two uh light year uh the bad guys DC League of Super Pets, Song 2, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, La La Crocodile, Dragon Ball Super, and in dead last, Strange World. Mm. Eh, that makes sense. That is true. Degree. So, okay. So we got Despicable. I'm looking at the list right now. Okay. Of the main series. Okay. We got Despicable Me, two, three, and four in 2024. Okay. Did not know four was announced. Minions and Minions The Rise of Gru are in the prequel series, but that's all there is. Oh, okay. I could I'd be like I like I, th- I said I, I thought Minions was... Rise of Gru has been on has, has shown up three years in a row. That is true. So that's probably where the confusion lies. <laughs> yes, because I think it was nearly done in 2019 and it got delayed to 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020. Thanks, COVID. Yes. You put this four-year-old movie off. I, I, I'm I'm now I'm curious. I'm generally curious if uh Minions of Rise of Gru ever since it was produced from 2019, 2020. I'm curious. I have to actually I, I don't remember. It was in production in 2020. Yeah. The studio had to shut down due to the COVID and they weren't able to complete it until two like late 2021. Far as I understand. Or they were continuing to work on it in 2020 mm-hmm. or 2022. And uh, they're releasing it this year, finally. But 
I'm curious if like they they sort they play jokes or they they, they reference thing that is something from almost four years ago. It would be a little weird considering the movie takes place in like 1976. That is true, but it'd be like they always throw jokes, modern jokes. True, in the, you true. Know, it's a historical or okay. I was wrong about it originally supposed to be coming out in 2019. It was nearing the end of production in 2019. Oh, but it was uh, uh, it did not or was not originally supposed to come out until like midway through 2020, and we had already been seeing uh, uh, com- uh trailers, yes, for Rise of Gru at the end of 2019, along with Trolls. I got gotcha. you. And uh, onward, I think those were the big animated ones at the time. Okay, so international international box office right now be like it's Minions again, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Uh, this list doesn't really change much, except for number four, number six. You have uh, number two, Sonic. Uh, number three, the bad guys for Lightyear, which I'm very surprised Lightyear was there. Be like, is that high on the list? <laughs> yeah, because it was not well received. No, as, it wasn't as they wanted it to be. True. Honestly, Turning Red should have been the first to go back to theaters in Lightyear. True. Even though I follow the thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, DC League of Super Pets. Number six, One Piece film Red. Yeah, well, neither one of us saw that. No, because I because we've like, not watched One Piece. I've watched about this much of two, One Piece out of the thousands of episodes they already have. I watched the first twenty episodes of the of the real dub, not the original four kids dub. Oh gosh, that rap! <laughs> oh, I remember that rap. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. It's, it's catchy. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> I don't know the whole thing. Me either. Itself for one piece, it's the name of the treasure in the grand line. <laughs> uh, all right, so number six, Puss in Boots, uh, eight, Lala. I forgot about Puss in Boots, yeah. I think this is the second week in a row I forgot about Puss, in yeah, boots. Puss in Boots, uh, Lala, Alec, uh, Crocodile, number nine, soup, uh, Dragon Ball Super, superheroes, and Stranger Things is not number 10. It is a... Uh, Strange World, you mean? Strange World, sorry. Uh, Strange World, World's probably not even on the list. No, it's not. Um, Which is sad, because I, I, I'm i I'm now just curious what this movie is. Yeah. Because uh, there are sometimes these movies will are, are perfectly fine, mm-hmm. and they just get a bad rap. Agreed. Like The Good Dinosaur. I think The Good Dinosaur yeah, is a agree. perfectly fine movie, but everyone talks about like it's the worst thing Pixar ever made. I got you. And then I wonder if they remember some of the other Pixar films. <laughs> like a bug's life. Uh, anyway. Sorry, I got caught off guard by one of the uh, comments. That's been up there for a good 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, I know. I just, I just saw it. <laughs> so either way, so that is the, the top 10 releases from uh, 2022. Okay. So now that we are in 2023... Uh, I'm looking forward to the movies that are coming out this year. We will talk more about that on our anniversary episode, as we always do. Yep. So just be like, if you have any movies that you would love us to go see in 2023, 
uh let us know in the comments down below uh spoiler alert we i think we both definitely want to see mario brothers yes absolutely we'll have to figure out how that works since that's easter weekend mario mm -hmm. but anywho anyways so yeah just go, you know comment on our social media social media facebook twitch or instagram and twitter uh go check us out there and leave a comment down below uh where those are mm -hmm. and uh let us know what you would want us to watch that is coming out in 2023 also if you are listening to this episode prior to uh february prior to valentine's day let's say mm -hmm. go to our facebook page yes and look for the poll that should be pinned to the top of the facebook page to uh vote on which of the four movies we have listed there to be the first one for our cell cast rewind Re rewind because those of you who don't remember the first season is different from the rest oh my gosh yes because yes, until, until we got to uh, i think nightmare before christmas is the last one we did in the old format yeah but up until that one we just had a kind once once we hit the review section uh-huh we had no more notes we had no more format it was like we got to there and that was it yeah and then we just talked sometimes for hours, hours. on end and a lot of it had to be edited down a and lot this was a problem pretty much up until i said look we need to make this a lot simpler on both of us. Agreed. Agreed. I think we were trying, we were still experimenting on ways to try and get the show under an hour. Yes. Oh my gosh. We never really <laughs> was able to do that. No, I, I think the shortest we ever did was probably like we've done Angry one Birds. under Angry Birds. Angry Birds was the shortest one. It's because we hated that film. That was not a good film. <laughs> like that was the shortest. I and think. that's not on our list of ones to do no but we have listed on there just so everyone knows before you get there uh tangled mm -hmm. summer wars mm -hmm. spider-man uh, into the spider-verse Spider and batman beyond return of the joker yes go vote on which one of those four you want us to hear hear us review first mm -hmm. we will get to the others later but we haven't really discussed when we'll do the others but yeah we are kind of doing it where going forward, starting in season five, mm -hmm. uh, the last episode that we record of the month is either going to be a cell cast rewind where mm -hmm. we'll go back and do one of the old shows or it will be. So cast plus. plus, which is a project we've gotten on and off the ground about three or four times now. <laughs> yes. Over and, <laughs> and over. We, oh my gosh. And I think we figured, I think we figured out a way to actually do it where we'll actually release episodes uh -huh. i still have two episodes from the last time we did it i need to release <laughs> but um they, they've been locked behind a a, a a patreon wall for way too long no they no, never they made never it did, they never got released they, they never got released they're still on old bessie <laughs> over here um <laughs> oh my gosh sorry patrons for that we I, that's my fault that is it, my fault completely. it totally happens it does uh but we are going to release those to you uh, so you can to everybody. I should say that specifically. Those two missing episodes. They were not using that as an excuse <laughs> to skip weeks of recording. Though I kind of wish I hadn't have just said that because that would be a good way to pull that off. Now that nice I for blowing our cover. <laughs> oh well. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
Oh, um, gosh. This is going to be interesting. Let's say that. Yes. Because but basically on the Cellcast Plus, what we're going to do, if y'all don't remember, is we're going to review live action films. Yeah. We don't know which ones yet. We're, 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 we have not thought ahead to March. No, because the, the last movie we did, which was not released, was Rathacon. And then before that, we had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. We never released either of those episodes. Those yeah. are going to be released sometime in the next two months. <laughs> so if, if, if you're what if you're thinking about it in the last, what would that be like january february march yeah march march if you into if, march if you can think of a movie that's that's coming in the theaters or it's going to be on netflix or whatever that's coming out mm-hmm. uh please let us know we will highly consider your idea and highly, um, consider. highly consider it and uh we be like heck we might even choose the movie you chose so you never know you never know so join so just be just that's just our way of letting y'all know what's coming up yeah and of course go check out the untangling kingdom hearts thing also for those of you who listen to the show and maybe y'all are getting ready to go through some of the animated series that we have reviewed Mm -hmm. but you don't want to listen back through the entire episode Mm-hmm. I am going to be working on separating those out to their own feed. Mm-hmm. They will still be part of the of the show, but I'm going to separate them out to where if you just want to go through just that section, you can you'll be able to go through, go through yeah. and find those episodes easily. Yeah. So, you ready to move into the spoiler-free section? Yes. Of our reviews tonight. Yes. So it's interesting reviews. Certified fresh and spoiler-free. First off, let's talk about this is a spoiler-free thing on my pet cat Lucy. I keep wanting to say pet, but it's my, my cat, cat Lucy. Yes. Uh go watch it. <laughs> yes, go watch it. Uh that's pretty much my thing. It's, it's, it's four minutes. No, it's not even that. It's like two minutes. This is actually that was I thought it was longer than that, but either way. Uh, uh, the other one is like four minutes. Oh, okay. And this one is three that's minutes. right. That's I think right. you know what? I can go double check because this is still in my watch later on YouTube. Uh-huh because uh, i hadn't gotten it out of there yet uh but yes it is highly worth watching oh yes definitely go watch it it's it's a fun little thing uh mm-hmm. both of our, mo- of our of our video shorts tonight are student works yes they are student works so be aware of that uh yeah my pet my cat lucy is two minutes and 16 seconds including credits yeah very good very yeah. highly worth watching uh is it really that scary no not really it's more comedic there's a little bit of a horror element yeah and uh, they, there are a lot of comedic moments in there it's like oh my gosh that was clever the fact that it is two minutes might be its biggest downfall mm. but we'll let's get to that that is bit. true I, I was my per- personally i was looking for more adventures of uh maybe lucy and her uh the demonic fireball <laughs> yeah uh the other one we're reviewing tonight is poyas uh it is four minutes and 39 seconds long mm. there are there is no voice actor in it it is so even though it is uh french i believe mm-hmm. wherever isart is uh it's you should i think you should go watch that one too uh this one though maybe not let the kids watch yeah, it's 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 a little darker, a little dark, a little deep, but it's it's got a great message to it. But 
definitely for kids, it's more like, oh my gosh, you're explaining a lot if you're watching with the little kids. Yes. Just fair warning. Yeah, it is France because it's in Paris. Mm-hmm. And, and Canada. There's, hey. one, there's one of these in Canada. Huh. And Tokyo, which doesn't surprise me either. Mm. Anyway. So, yeah. Those are the two things we're reviewing. And pretty much that's all we can really say spoiler free because these are shorts. They are shorts. There's not much we can talk about without, without spoiling stuff. Yeah, minus I spoiled the ending for my cat, Lucy. Sorry. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Okay. We didn't. Well, I guess maybe in the intro we did. Maybe. Moving on. Moving on. Be like, what? it's a short. Join us on the other side of the bumpers. Yeah. And we will get to spoiling this thing. So before, be, like, even before, be like, the bumpers in, I guarantee you'll finish my cat, Lucy. Uh, both my cat Lucy and Poyas, we will have the links for in the show notes. So if you want to pause now and go watch those right quick and then hit, keep listening to this again, we'll be on the other side of the bumpers probably right before you get back. Because you'll have, well, we do want you to hear the commercials for our good friends and other things we want you to know about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are going to be in the show notes. So go check that. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the culture box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out The Untold Podcast, which is a speculative fiction podcast using the genres of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. Check out The Untold Podcast at theuntoldpodcast.com to listen and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons. Josh Adams, Ashley Ruiz, Book of Gaming, to get your name on the show plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast plus reviews and special art from Jacob, please donate to us on Patreon. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the shorts My Cat Lucy and Poyas. Listener discretion is advised. Also, if I've mispronounced Poyas, if it's supposed to be pronounced differently, my apologies. I think that's going to be true most of the night. Yes. (laughs) So, My Cat Lucy was written and directed by Kate Valiant. The cast was... Uh, just Philip Lamont as Tucker. This is his only thing. There were no Kingdom Hearts connections. <laughs> All right. So for my cat Lucy, as IMDb for seven point seven point two out of ten. Production direction by Kate Valent. Valent. I think it's Valiant, but I could yeah, be Valiant. wrong. Yeah, Valiant. Uh, distributed. It's a student film. Uh, it was released on October 28th, 2022 at the Austin Film Festival. Uh, apparently, it's won all, all the rewards. That's about it. Hmm. Hang on. I believe it was created for the Ringling College of Art and Design. Hmm. I just went and looked that up. So technically, they distributed oh. it. Oh, okay. Good deal. Did not want to leave that out. <laughs> uh sorry didn't mean to 
Ow, my not knee. mean ow, to punch ow, your ow, knee. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Moving hurt, on. Hurt, abuse, ouch, help. <laughs> help, help, he's being repressed. <laughs> By me. <laughs> help. That's getting into the summary. Tucker condemns his cat, Lucy, for being a demon. She does appear to be possessed by a demon, but it was just a hairball. (laughs) And there was no trivia for this other than, and this is speculation on my part, the cat being named Lucy might be short for Lucifer, Lucifer. but he was a cat on uh, Cinderella. Yeah. Lucifer. Lucifer. Anyway, also in Kingdom Hearts. There's your Kingdom Hearts Hearts connection. (laughs) Lucifer was in that, but that's, anyway, that's loose at best. What's your first like? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Fantastic animation style. The the style in which um, let me get her name right. Kate did in this short was absolutely phenomenal. It's got, it's very whimsical kind of style. It's it's it kind of arcs back maybe like the early 2000s kind of art style in a way but more modernized and when the uh the 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 demon comes out mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh be like it's got a little fright to it but how it's animated it's got more like this whimsical like very, like uh, it's a horror comedy it's a horror comedy there we go great great description it's a horror comedy and it's done so well. And this this little boy gets way over his head. And it's so funny that he just like uh just the, the way it's animated, the way it flows, just so well done. And uh just props for this 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 uh uh student film. It is so well done animation-wise, and uh the the styling of which it's done, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, that's why it's on my list. So yeah, that's my number one. First thing I liked about this is that even though it's a 3D film, it uses heavy squash and stretch. Yes, it does. That's what I also yeah, like about it. I it love gives that. It a great cartoony feel, uh-huh. which you don't normally get in 3D animation. No, you don't. Because the people who made the animation never thought of using squash and stretch mm-hmm. when they were making stuff in the past. So, yeah, I, I love this kind of a Looney Tunes-ish kind of feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not why I'm wearing this shirt. No, I am wearing a Looney Tunes shirt for mm-hmm. you audio listeners. But uh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it, it just as a nice has a nice cartoonish quality that even though it has this bit of a like you say a, a scary bit of it, there's a lot of there's a horror element. Oh yeah, to this, it never feels like it's uh like scary. No, yeah, it's kind of scary. Kids would be scared by this, I think. But for someone like me, it's like, okay, yeah, that's just kind of fun. It's yeah. kind of got that horror-esque thing, especially when the cat eyes go oh, yeah. really thin. Yeah. Uh, that was That's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that the uh, little uh, hairball at the end oh, has apparently eyes. contained the demon core. Yes. yes. Had, uh, had eyes. <laughs> yes. And it was the, the cat's eyes. And I the part I really like the most is during the transformation, mm-hmm. as the cat gets bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. at the very top, you can just, you can see its ears just pop out. Yeah, that was just such a it's good like, touch. Oh, that's just nice. And it, yeah. it, it goes from being this cute little kitten, 
and in the small form to when the full transformation it's big huge grown-up cat with a with a forked trident as a tongue and literally yes. forked tongue forked tongue yes <laughs> and yeah it's just it's just a funny little thing it's, it's like the comedy i think is spot on mm-hmm. uh this will lead into one of my dislikes but we will get to there when we get there okay uh what's your next like Mine is uh I'm just gonna say this because uh I am I am a dog person true to my heart. You hated I, it because it was a cat. No, 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 no. Like my second leg is I knew they were evil. Laugh out loud, the ending. The the ending to this is the so cat, well done. The cat was not evil. I know it was the hairball. It was the hairball. Exactly. That's it, why I loved it. It brought out the worst in Lucy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and oh my gosh, the 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 point where the boy is put you know pointing out things that the cat has done which a cat normally does anyway be like the the things he points out it's like and you do this thing this thing and it's all the normal stuff you see cats do but he's describing it like it's like witchcraft Uh, and you're you're just fine with it and then you attended that meeting at the end of the cul-de-sac it's like (laughs) wow wow. (laughs) like whoa wait a minute okay yeah, and the, like maybe you got something to go on here. But. Maybe, maybe. But how this ends is if you haven't seen it already, like in between the bumpers, be like, you know, it's where be like the the boy he distracts the 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 demon cat for a moment with the 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 door stopper, yes, which I've seen cats do. Oh yeah, this is hilarious. That. Oh yeah, I've it's seen dogs cats. do it. It's hilarious. It's weird. I've done it. When I was four years old, I got distracted. <laughs> well, I think we by all did. Door stopper thing, of course. But um, but be like, he finally gets the cat distracted by the door stopper, and he pulls out his holy water. It sprays and the cat with and his squirt gun and his squirt like gun. Bad kitty. <laughs> but like the cat shrinks down to a little, little cute little kitty and hocks up a hairball that's the demon and i was like oh that is clever mm-hmm. and then the they walk away and the little demon's eyes boop, pop open and yeah. i'm like oh that's a good cliffhanger can we get another just saying so yeah, my my second like is yeah. kind of bouncing off that is that this is just a great little horror comedy it is it's, it's so just good. a fun little thing it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not trying to say anything it's just let's just have a little bit of fun here with you know, black cats being evil. Uh, black cats aren't evil, despite no. what Jacob says. I don't think Jacob even thinks black cats. No, are I don't evil. think black. He's just being funny. Uh, I, I've met plenty of black cats. Fa- the coolest fact, cat ever. In fact, black cats, I are the ones that really need the adoption the most, and they're very particular about them because they're afraid people are going to do horrible things to black cats because of the unfortunate uh, connotation they have with witchcraft. Very true. So putting all that out there. Yeah, very true. So a little side story before you, before you continue. So when I was born, my parents had a black cat named Scudder. He was a minx. And so as I was growing up, as my younger brother was born, and so we lived on nine acres. So apparently Scudder didn't like it so much. So Scudder would, every once in a while, we would go outside and we'd follow Scudder into the woods. (laughs) Scudder was trying to get us lost. (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> if Scudder didn't like you, he probably was trying to get you lost. And plus, I was watching Rocky. You took away his happy life by being born. 
is he used to be spoiled rotten i, I bet oh yes even if you wouldn't consider it spoiled rotten from his point of view oh he was yeah spoiled rotten. he was spoiled rotten and i, so I totally get it. around took away the attention he used to get so of course he hated you that's true and pl plus i did box him in a corner one day that would do three. it too three. <laughs> that would do it too oh my gosh but yeah i love that cat it was such cool and definitely yeah, yeah. either or side story over about my childhood cat either or so yeah, uh, this is what what I like about this is every cat owner knows what's going on. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> granted, none of us have. At least I assume none of us have uh, seen our cats grow into giant monstrosities that fill the room and try to attack us with their literal forked tongue. They just attack us with their teeth because they mm -hmm. think we're playing with them. Yeah um it's their hunter and scene coming yeah out. that's all it is uh but all the little things about the cat just doing all this weird stuff you know, except for going down to the meeting at the which of which is in the cul-de-sac can't say i've ever seen a cat actually do that especially wearing the little robe <laughs> but everything else is like you're watching this and going yeah these are just this this is like natural cat things you're overreacting kid of course Three. Two, two one. one oh you're not overreacting <laughs> it's actually a demon cat it is actually a demon cat <laughs> okay how you gotta get away with this oh you distract him with the uh, door stopper because every cat will be distracted by that probably the, and, only, the only other thing you could have done to distract him is if you happen to have had a laser pointer or a feather that, thing oh my gosh yes if you had one of those you could distract him that way too Granted, the door stopper is easier to animate, probably. Yeah, especially and, in the amount of time they had, and definitely and, how and he animate, how it's done. Everybody. Yeah, and they distracted him long enough he could go over and get a super soaker full of holy water <laughs> that somehow causes the cat to shrink because, like, holy water. Yeah. Anyway, it's and that is how you uh, train cats that what they're doing is wrong. You spray them with water. Yeah, because cats hate water. Yeah, and some of them water. they don't hate water. Yeah. Maine Coons actually love water. I won't work yeah. with them. But um, a lot of cats just don't like getting wet, as you well know. Yeah. The only other funny thing would be is if uh, the cat didn't start transforming until it like, li uh, lapped from a bowl of milk, since technically milk is uh, cats are lactose intolerant once they're of age. Technically, really? they are. Really? They, are, they will still drink milk. Hmm of the kitten instinct but they yeah. technically are lactose intolerant so you shouldn't do it all the time huh granted adult cats yes. are like this kittens you can let them have milk yeah it's kind of a they, thing they will be fine i, I admittedly the last couple of cats i had when i got done eating a bowl of ice cream and you have that the little melty bits that you know most yep. people would just drink that yeah set it on the floor for the cat of course and the cat would just lap that up Mm -hmm. and then we put him out for the night so we never heard the cat farts anyway <laughs> just saying yeah so yeah my cat lucy it's a great little short uh this is my yeah that's that's gonna be the end of my likes what's your first dislike my first dislike there's no sequel it's a student thing i know the chances but it's... of there ever being sequel are nil but it was honest. it was made last year you never know they could have graduated yeah and some of mine would say, like, I want a sequel to that. Can we make that? You'd have to then get the rights from the college. That is true. And the creator. Well, one assumes the creator's working on it. 
Yeah. So those rights kind of would go hand in hand. That is true. But the college technically also owns the rights to the thing since they distribute it. That is true. So... But also George Lucas did his uh, TX, TX, THX 1138, but that's... Yeah. That was a student film. Yes, but he remade that with the script he wrote. The script he wrote was not owned by the college, I don't think, just um, the film. Oh, okay. Either way, they Either got way. the student film right. later on to put on the DVD. Anywho, but my 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 main gripe is there's no sequel you see what this little demon hairball does next or at least what lucy does because lucy's just a cute little kitten right but that's my only gripe i i find this very adorable very cute it's got this very cute comedy horror vibe which i dig and i love that it's great uh which I'll, I'll probably show to people because that is just such a good little mm-hmm. short. There again, you know, links down below. Go, you know, go yeah. watch it. Do you have any dislikes? I have one dislike. Okay. I wish there had been more build up to the transformation. I really feel this short needs another two minutes. Hmm. So you can get a little bit more build up to and a little more, you know, wondering is the cat a demon? Is it not hmm. a little bit more that, and so you could do a lot more things, you know, with the the kid um, messing with the cat. You know, maybe have him him as he's continuing to test the cat, give allegations against the cat, mm-hmm. or to test the cat. He's he's doing stuff, and the kitten's just playing with him. You know, yeah. that would be cute and fun, and we we'll go, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, this this thing's in the demon until you know the actual transformation starts. Yeah, and then I want more once the transformation is finished of him trying to to get away and and survive against this big giant kaiju cat. I want more of that kind of stuff because that's my biggest issue is that this thing because it's only two minutes long. Yeah, is just boom, 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 boom. There's like no room to breathe. Yeah, no room to think. It's like it starts. And it's like about the time, just as soon as he makes the allegation about, you know, meeting with the witches at the cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. he then just starts transforming. Yeah. And it's like, boom, right there. It's like, you're not even 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds into the short mm-hmm. when that part happens. I just wish there was a little more buildup and a little more stuff during the climax. Granted, that would have taken a lot more time to animate, but yeah. it would have been nice just to... Just sort of, and plus, I would not also be surprised if maybe the uh, assignment for this did specify an amount of time, and it might have been two minutes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it's a good little short, but I just wish we had just a little bit more time to breathe and let it really grow to a full thing instead of it feeling like it's starting and then you don't have room to breathe until the credits end. So. Mm-hmm anyway yeah i would agree um i would agree if maybe like a company would you know uh use the lights kind of like how george you said with his his uh student film is you know grant this creator a uh, opportunity to expand their story which i think would be great be like you could do it as maybe like a tv movie or something like that you can make it into a longer short and just expand it make it funner and make it more um out there mm-hmm. but yeah that's what i think be like i think that would be 
uh, I think it would be a great idea. So if a studio wants to go in and be like, you know, collab with this creator and create something like that would be fantastic. But yeah, I, I completely agree that if the story was expanded a little bit more, mm-hmm. understanding it is a student film and uh, Kate did an amazing job yes. with this. It's good. It's just I, if, if, to levy a constructive bit of criticism, which is all this is, I just wish it was longer. Just give us a little bit more lead up and, you know, payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So uh, why don't we go ahead? Do you have anything, another dislike? No. Do we want to go ahead and rate this now before we go into the I would second say, short? I would say rate it now. Okay. I'm giving it an eight. An eight. Okay. It's nearly perfect. Yeah. I just wish we had a little bit more and I don't know, because it's only two minutes long and there's not a lot of story, not that it needed much. And I just, like I said, I just wish it was longer because I feel like a lot of stuff got affected poorly mm. because of the length of okay. what they were doing. Uh, a little bit of rush to it. I'm going to give this film a little more love and we give it a nine. Okay. Cause I just, I really enjoyed the animation style to this movie and just the, the direction it goes, even though it's, it's like two minutes, it's a two minute short, but it's just like executes everything in be like, yeah, be like, I wish things could have been expanded. You know, if a studio wants to do that, let's do that. But, but be like for what it is, its length and its direction. I think it's done very well, so I'm giving it a nine. All righty, let's jump into the next short. Poyas. Once mm-hmm. again, if I if I mispronounced that, I apologize. Uh, this was directed by also a bunch of names I'm probably about to mispronounce, and I apologize. I say directed because that's how it's listed on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I got was this is the creative team behind this mm-hmm. and did all of it. Uh, Guillaume Auberval, Aubre- mm-hmm. Leah Dozel, Simon Gomez, Timothy Heck, Hugo Lagrange, Antoine Leroyer, and David Lashkari. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mispronounced any of your names. I apologize. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's there is of course no Kingdom Hearts connections, uh, and this is the only things any of them have done. I did check every single name. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your uh, there because they're still new folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do you got in info and stuff? All right, info and stuff. IMDb it has a six point two out of ten. Production was eyes eyes arts eyes art eyes art eyes art digital. Uh, distributed because it's a film. It's a it's a student film. Uh, it was released on September 14, 2016 in France. And uh, yeah, this is another one's got like just got a bunch of uh, awards behind it. So that's one of the be like, I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then you realize, oh, this thing is acclaimed. It's like, nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all I got for info and stuff. I just had a realization. Mm. All the movies, all, all the shorts that we picked mm-hmm. for this month. You actually went and picked <laughs> student films that were recognized and are highly regarded as art. Yep. My- and I picked four <laughs> flash videos. Well, I, I be like, I, I did pick I, one that I isn't. Do, I do think they're art. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized you put a lot of thought into this for and love of up and coming animators. And I did something from 20 years ago back when back when flash animation was still new. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you went modern, I went historical. Exactly. That's my excuse. There okay. we go. 
And plus, we like the one we're doing next week uh, came out, I think, l- either late last year or early this year, or mm-hmm. no, late last year, uh, which is a really good. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's really well done, and uh, it's it's Dragon Ball related. Yeah. But it is a follow Dragon Ball, but it's so good. It's related. It's related, but it's it's anyway. a it's a passion project for this guy and his team. So yeah, that's the reason I put it on there. Anyway, summary for Poyas. Yeah. A young hare, Ferdinand, is playing the harmonica before the battle. Soon the signal for attack will be given, and Ferdinand will face the terrible enemy on the battlefield. There's no trivia for this other than it's World War One. Mm-hmm. Though I will go ahead and bring this up, even though I'm going to bring it up later. Mm-hmm. This being World War One, mm-hmm. there's a hymn, at least I think of it as a hymn primarily, that he plays on the harmonica. Yeah. Did you catch what it was? I'm not sure what it was. Surprising, because we sang it in the Christmas show, if you didn't recognize it, but oh, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Oh, that makes but sense. But here's the thing. Hmm. Do you know when the, do you know anything about that song? No, I don't. I did some research. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee mm. is a poem set to the lyrics of Ode to Joy by Beethoven. Oh, okay. It was written in like 1907. Oh, okay. It had not had a chance to, I think, to spread this far because this was because Joyful, joyful was written by an American. That makes sense because America didn't get into the war until right. 19. 19- just a fun little fact. I, I know what they're going for mm-hmm. in that scene, and we'll get to that in a minute because that's in my likes. Back to if you are if it's all right, I'll jump into my likes. Go for it. I like to be I like the idea of Ode to Joy being snuffed out with a bullet. Oh, that's a good one. This is a good dark thing. A so good, good dark thing. And it's it's just not it's the idea of like this one rabbit is tr- after he just did something incredibly horrible without realizing it. He's mm-hmm. in a way asking for redemption by playing the song on his harmonica. Yeah. Cause I get it. It's actually supposed to probably be joyful, joyful. We adore thee. Yeah. Except it's had to have been Ode to joy. If it was world war one, cause probably mm-hmm. the song may not have made it over there. Anyway, probably. I'm also guesstimating cause I don't know how fast the song traveled. Yeah. But, uh, gets kicked out because senseless war. Yeah, because this is obviously also an anti-war thing. Short. Yeah, <laughs> that is obviously what they're going for. Agreed. Because because we don't even I don't think we even see the enemy. No, we, we 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 see we see well we see the, something the 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 victim of his uh we see the victim. That's the thing. Are they the enemy? Yeah. That we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, I I love that that quick visual image of it's it's you know it's rising. You can hear that. Do 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 mm, playing play, play mm. on the harmonica and all of a sudden pew, boom and the war starts again. Yeah, it continues. It's a vicious cycle. Agreed. Or spiral, as I brought up it's in Bible study last night. That is true. Anywho, mm. I, I I thought that was as much as I I detest the action mm. of the character, I liked artistically what it was getting off there yeah. by having having that shot hit right there so yeah yeah, yeah that's be like it's my first like in this movie it it reminds me so much of what happened in world war ii world war one i'm sorry so during the first year of world war one was 1940 mm-hmm. 1914 
and they were in the middle of the trenches and Christmas was coming up. So this is heavily documented. I figured you were about to talk about the Christmas truce. The Christmas truce, Beowood, mm -hmm. uh, the whole bunch. So this reminded me of that. So you had uh, commanders were told you you you, hit, you be like you can't stand down, you can't do nothing. And uh, Christmas coming along, and these people were like longing to do something different. And all you hear is one point where it's a, a song. They start singing Silent Night. They sing start Silent Night, but it starts in the German camp. Yes. The Germans start singing it in German, and then the British started singing along with them from the other side, side. Mm -hmm. and that just killed any thought of their oh that yeah day, any of them fighting each other because in that moment they found brotherhood. Oh yeah. Now they still at the end of the day, at the end of Christmas, mm -hmm. had to return to each other's side and continue the fight. But yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Uh, cut you short there but no, that is an amazing story it is an amazing story and be like if you want to go watch documentaries over go for it it's so well done because they're gonna i'm a history nut i love this kind of stuff and uh actually the only reason i heard about this was actually a garth brooks song and uh being a garth brooks fan i, am, yeah, I guess uh, he's good for something i guess <laughs> hey <laughs> kid <laughs> i have to get my needles in just like you get your needles and okay gotcha <laughs> hush uh Dylan so, quit texting him on his watch yeah thanks you already got the ears don't go um actually admittedly it does look like they're getting shorter yeah so maybe we'll be done with this before x-men hopefully oh i can't wait for that one but uh so be like this this was a very monumental moment in history where be like people laid down their arms to celebrate christmas mm -hmm. and i found that so incredibly moving and touching in this they kind of because you have this this lone hair who is uh just trying to s drown out the world dr drown out what's going on enforce the fight and uh he gets lost in no man's land he winds up shooting the enemy and he just winds up um uh, or is it or is it no man's land we don't well, know it is no man's land we don't know if he shot the enemy mm-hmm yeah, it's just it's got this beautiful moment where be like our 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 main character be like realizes what he done and he sees that the or, or, he, or he thinks he did. Like he's the the other character, the other the the victim or soldier has become Veronica and he wants to mm -hmm. he wants to like you say kind of uh repent of what he did. Repent and you know that soldier may still be somewhat alive. Mm -hmm. So maybe serenading him off to to meet his maker and he follows right right, mm -hmm. right right behind him yeah agreed yeah it's just like it's sorry so, i keep interrupting no no you're good you're good i'm actually looking up something while i'm trying to figure something out but this be like it's so well done it's just like at this this moment where everything stops and the war continues so there's there's a quote that i absolutely love and i want to get to it real fast and so i'll, I'll get to it in just a minute so just give me a moment. Well, while you're looking that up, let me go ahead and hit my next light. Go for it. I like how it shows the horrors of war. Yeah, agreed. Because here's the thing. It's showing you him having to run out into no man's land. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know if he's going to survive. Probably isn't going to survive. It's probably because you don't really hear much of them coming back from that. Mm -hmm. And he gets hit with, I don't know if it was a bomb or something, mm -hmm. but he gets hit with that. And all of a sudden it's like he's in, I'm not going to say hell, yeah, but he's in a nightmare world almost, yeah, to some degree. 
and he's he's running as he's running through there there's this giant it looks like a giant monster with a gas mask uh-huh chasing him and uh, like those gas masks do, do make people look like monsters yeah of that era the ones the the gas masks of that era yeah so i understand you know why he that would scare the living daylights out mm-hmm. of him and just because he was trying to protect himself from this big horrible scary thing that was going to kill him he ends up shooting mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. and i keep saying somebody because when we get to my dislikes mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get there but i mean i am not sure yeah honestly if he killed an enemy who happened to have a harmonica or if that was a friend because we uh, if because there's we never see who the enemy was besides maybe that one character mm-hmm. and i think he i i i'd I have, have to go back and look but i think they were wearing virtually the same uniform which is what yeah it was me. it was gray and blue yeah just like his yeah so was it the enemy mm-hmm. who just happened to have the same color uniform we don't know don't know yeah so but we'll get to that when yeah. I get to this slide. So the, the song I'm referring to is called Bella Wood. It's the very end of uh, Garth Brooks' seven album, which mm-hmm. came out in 1987 or 1997. And uh, this is like a very snippet of the song. Uh, then I thought that I was dreaming for right there on my side. Mm. Stood a German soldier neat the fallen flakes of white. And he raised his hand and smiled at me. I always get choked up. Bliss was this one. It's always great. Um, um, where was I? And he raised his hand and smiled at me as if it seemed to say, here's hoping we both see the uh, see us find a better way. Then the devil's hand clock struck, struck midnight and the skies lit up again and the battlefield uh, where where heaven stood was blown to hell again. But for that, <clears throat> that one fleeting moment, the answer seems so clear. Heaven is not beyond the clouds, just beyond the fear. Mm-hmm. now it's not referring to like you know heavenly you know god is but it's more be like the idea of like you know peace is just around the corner and it's just that that moment of where things are great and be like and then it just goes to hell but it's just that you know it's just beyond the fear and i just mm. there again i'm getting choked up talking about it right but um but like yeah i just i i love that that part of that song and it just like it hits me every time i hear it but uh yeah I just thought I would love to hear to share that with you guys. And uh, it, it's very fitting for this short because like war is brutal. Like it's, I mean, it has to be, it has to be. And, um, but with that, that idea that this character wants to um, condone for his sins by trying to, you know, uh, play the harmonica and he simply just mowed down because war is senseless in some ways mm-hmm. it's necessary but it's it's a it's a it's cruel and unfair yeah. but yeah it's what it is but um yeah i just I, I found that very touching i found it very moving and uh so to get into my second like of this short yes um it is gloriously disturbing Mm-hmm. you know kind of like how i said with the uh the historical background with that and how it's just the uh the the senseless brutality of it it is just beautiful it's beautifully animated it's just so somber and how 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 we would think the 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 trenches of war war world war one in in europe would have been it, it was a hellscape and uh how it's animated how it's lit and uh it's so well done and it's just 
it's beautiful. Like I said, beautifully disturbing and it's so well done. And, uh, I watched it the first time. I'm just like, okay, that, that hit me hard. And, uh, I think it's just, if, if we, if we, there again, we, we live in a fallen broken world that is corrupted by sin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, that Jesus came to save us from our sins. And yet we, we still try to destroy each other. And I'd say be like kumbaya and, uh, uh, we all need to live in harmony. It's never going to happen. But if we just actually sit down and talk to each other about things and what's going on, instead of, uh, railroading each other and wanting to you know, point the finger and hating each other, we might get along for once just saying Jesus even said love your neighbor and that that's not just you know that's not just Drew it's like the person across Mm -hmm. uh, no man's land everyone's your neighbor yeah exactly so yeah I think it's a very it's very touching very poetic of what the short is so yeah go watch it so good but as much as we liked it we gotta talk dislikes yes we do and I'll go ahead and get the one I kind of already have talked about a little mm. bit out yeah. of the way. Yeah. I'm not sure if the other rabbit he killed was an enemy or a friend. Yeah. That is on purpose, I'll admit. Mm. Yeah. Because the whole point is showing how senseless and useless war mm-hmm. is. Agreed. Except I think both of us agree that there are times when war is necessary. Yes. Agreed. But in the moment, it can very much feel like you're just fighting other people who just see the world only slightly differently than you mm-hmm. do, maybe. At, at Agreed. Most. Agreed. Uh, so, I mean, because like I said, you can see this go in one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Either A, uh, he killed one of the one of the enemy soldiers on the from the other side, and that he happened to have a harmonica too, just like he had before the stupid generals, you know, just stepped on it in the mud mm-hmm. because he was too busy playing with that instead of going out and doing his mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Uh, or uh another one of his friends saw that he that the what the general did to the harmonica picked it up cleaned it off and was running it back out there to him possibly you can go either way with this yeah, and either can. it doesn't change the fact that in that moment in that when he was a frightened little rabbit mm-hmm. he shot the guy because he thought it was a monster coming to attack him of course or at least that's how, what we see from yes. his point of view um he didn't know you get right down to it he did not know and he ended up killing him. And so I, I am, I don't know whether it's powerful that we never saw the enemy or if we did see the enemy and it was this one guy, one rabbit because we never got to see who they were fighting. Granted, World War One. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming these are French rabbits because they kind of look like they're French rabbits. <laughs> so they would be fighting Germans probably. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. But we never got to see. So and, and you really couldn't make out what the other uniform yeah the, you couldn't make out a difference between uniforms so yeah i'm actually looking at the clip right now mm-hmm. and uh it looks like the our main character he's wearing like a light blue coat that and would at least the, be a different color so. yeah the the, in, the uh the quote-unquote enemy is wearing like a, okay. like a like a light gray so there is distinguish and there's distinguishing between the characters Fair not granted they all look like the same hair well, that may be part of the point. Yeah, but uh, since he is wearing a different uniform, yeah, I'll, we'll go with the, go with the, the probably the more obvious one that the rabbit is 
the enemy. Yeah. Was the enemy soldier that he ended up killing and then found out that the enemy he just shot was just like him. Yeah. Agreed. And I, don't get me wrong. I love what the message there is mm-hmm. and how they got it across. Oh, yeah. But the fact is, this is the only enemy we see. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like much of a battle, unfortunately. Granted, you feel the horror of war from this one character's oh, point yeah. of view. Oh, yeah. But it's not much of a battle when only you only get to see one enemy. True. That is true. But also you're you're also and, you're dealing with limitations when and you're I am stupid. nitpicking. Of course. I am very much nitpicking. Yeah, very much. I, I would agree with you on that. That be like if if there was more, we could see more of the enemy. Yeah. Because there again, that probably wouldn't like cost that much to you know do that. But there again, we are dealing with restrictions and it's a student yeah. film. Be like you're trying to get your point across as uh your very gut punch point across. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I told I totally get that. I told I do. I completely get that. Okay. Uh my dislikes I don't know if I have any. I have one more. Okay. And I think this might be more of a nitpick also. Mm-hmm. But I really think it should have ended with the bullet. Because there is like one other right after the bullet hits you do hear the whistle again mm-hmm. and it shows i don't know if it's the same scene like they just yeah. took the same march from earlier and just mm-hmm. redid it again yeah or if they reanimated it but uh it's virtually the same thing it's like eh, that's not really necessary because we kind of get the idea that the war continues after yeah. that yeah i don't know if we necessarily need to see you know the other rabbits going out towards the to going back out into no man's land again. Yeah. I really think it would have been just a little more powerful if that shot where you hear the, you hear the, uh, the, the gun go off and obviously the screen goes to black when the bullet hits. That's what mm. it's the idea you're supposed to get. Cause it's, and then go straight into the credits. I think that would have been just a little more powerful bringing in the that, that, that other scene with the rabbits coming back up out of the trenches really just feels like okay we get it you hate war <laughs> you kind you kind of pull pushing the war ang- the the war is evil angle a little too hard granted war is evil yeah the fact that we have to fight other people is an evil because this is a fallen world yes and there are times when we are called to have to fight like that mm-hmm. but i think the I think it would have just been a little more powerful if you got that one. It just ended at the bullet mm. and didn't have that, those two extra and really two extra seconds of, of footage yeah. that they put in there. I just think that was just a little too much. Okay. I would, I would just also a nitpick. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I disagree with your nitpick because I think it, it shows more of the be like, you know, it continues. It continues be like, it's, it's a continuous cycle. And uh, I, I love it for that. I love yeah. that. I love that idea that like, they. It doesn't it, force the cycle. No, it, part of it. Mm-hmm. It's just in my mind. It's like I think to some degree it would have affected me just a little bit more if you had the bullet, and then you had credits and you go, "Wow!" Instead, you get bullet, black fade to uh, mm-hmm. cut to black. You hear the whistle go off, and the and you see the rabbits coming out of the trenches, charging again. It's mm-hmm. like. I don't know. That's just not as powerful for me. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I just, I, for me personally, I think it, it shows that war is never ending. 
it never it never ends even with what just happened if like it has to continue are you saying that war war never changes exactly to quote from the fallout series of video games okay <laughs> i'm sorry you said that i go oh war war never changes mm -hmm. <laughs> straight to that stupid video game yeah war war, war doesn't stop for the dead stupid video game where i had fun shooting forks at mutants <laughs> plastic forks at mutants plastic forks at mutants somehow it just take them out because of how accelerated the trash gun was interesting <laughs> interesting but yeah I, I i really love that they recycle that animation to tell that war does not stop right. for the dead it does not stop for anything else it's just not till the peace treaty is signed versailles let's just not go there well let's just say <laughs> there have been plenty of times where the peace treaty was signed and the war continued that is true like world war ii world war one actually did continue for like a couple of months after versailles yeah uh, so well, did world war ii and vietnam and korea well if i remember correctly i could be wrong here wasn't there a japanese soldier they yeah. found in like 1980 who was still fighting the war yeah i know on, on a lone island yeah yeah so for um, him, the war never stopped. I think it was like 1978. I couldn't remember the exact like, like year. I just remembered it was they, like they, they found him, and it's like be like he he's ready to kill, and it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. be like you realize what be like war's over. It's been yeah, over for it's years, been over for a long time. <laughs> but it's it's that dedication to at that time emperor and country. Yeah, and it's like yo, you don't stop. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and rate this one. I'm giving it an 8.5. Oh, okay. It was very powerful. Uh-huh. Uh, the animation was very well done. Uh, I didn't, I, I think I forgot, failed to mention this, but it does kind of have a little bit of a stop motion feel while it is still computer animated. It does in a way. But it's a very subtle yeah. stop motion feel to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 got great animation. It's got a great message and, and a very well told message. Very well told. That's the thing. Even if I disagree with your message, mm -hmm. if you can tell it good, I'll give you props. Yeah. Now, granted, I hate, I, I'm not a big fan of war, even though I agree it's necessary sometimes. Mm -hmm. And this just shows how horrible war can be. Yeah. And I think that's something people need to remember because how much horrible is a war when the people who aren't having to fight it are the ones that keep telling you, you have to go fight it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That also points out a good point where definitely when it's war, like World War One in general, uh, generals were the ones who were sitting comfortably behind the lines and just selling just send people out mm -hmm. just you get slaughtered and uh that was one of the terrible things numerous things terrible about world war one but uh my ratings be a nine just like i did for my cat lucy it's done so well i, I love be like it's four minutes of pure animation gold it's worth watching and it tells this very very powerful very very sad depressing story but it's one of those that it's trying to get across and i love that for this so it's a nine for me all right and that brings us to the end of the shorts reviews mm -hmm. next week we are going to be reviewing if i can bring it up uh legend a dragon ball tale mm -hmm. and pharaoh mm -hmm. i know the legend of dragon ball tale i know what that is yeah what's pharaoh pharaoh is a uh an egyptian uh i know he's an egyptian egyptian king. prince egyptian <laughs> princess who is crowned 
Pharaoh, and it's her. Uh, how do you describe that? It's her like having to uh, fulfill her her role as Pharaoh, mm-hmm. but she's struggling against it. Right. Yeah, and it's it's done very well. Okay. Yeah. Again, another student film. So we'll be reviewing those next week, but for now. We need to jump into the first episodes of X-Men, the animated series. Previously on X-Men. Meet a sulky, over-funky, kind of hulky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically erotic and aquatic superhero. His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Bravo, by the way. <laughs> I tried. I, I'm so thankful he showed me, he proved it for me because I would have been laughing my head off. I was trying not to laugh, especially during <laughs> the Marvel superheroes have arrived. <laughs> yeah, that, that, oh, I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't know that existed prior to Tuesday. <laughs> Neither. I mean, I, I'd heard of it. I'd never heard the, I'd the heard, intro. I'd never heard the intro. So I was like, what's this YouTube? Who knows what's out there? I mean, you find weird stuff everywhere. And admittedly, the video that I got that audio from, it is aged badly. Mm-hmm. It is like purple. Wow. <laughs> the film is not in good shape. Um, oh my gosh. And then you brought up uh, Pride of the X-Men. It was like, oh to. my yeah, you have, you to, have, have to, to bring up Pride of the yes. X-Men. We're gonna have to review that probably near the end of the series, too. Yes. But uh yeah, and, uh, and of course uh X-Men Evolution and x uh, wolverine and the x-men i yes. did those and then just randomly i was trying to do mostly things that x-men appeared in yeah so of course i had to do spider-man and his amazing friends yeah. Iceman and firestar yeah because technically because fire firestar was an original character for that show yes but she was considered an x-man true in that she was a mutant yeah so that counts uh and then uh what are the other ones in there uh x-men evolution mm-hmm and then you can just barely make out Wolverine during the Wolverine and the X-Men segment yeah. because it's like, that's, I couldn't, it's the music, Steve Bloom. You can hear it's, him. It's Steve Bloom. And uh, unfortunately there's the music to that, the, the, that theme song is not that memorable. Yeah. But I got, I got just some Wolverine in there. So, and then uh, what, what else was in there? Uh, of course, 
<laughs> this Marvel superhero squad. <laughs> That, and that's only added because I I listened to that ending three times without that's like I need something. something I need something confusing. with lyrics because it really just feels weird going from Wolverine grunting <laughs> to the X Men theme song. I need yes. something, and I, I just looked through the list of cartoons the X Men had been in. Mm-hmm. My choices were the X Men anime, which I didn't look that one up because I figured that was probably going to be more. If it had intros, it was all going to be instrumental, probably. Yeah. And they thought, well, let's just hear what this Marvel superhero squad thinks. I never watched the show. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was, you know, Adventure Time. <laughs> Not Adventure Time specifically. Uh, it's a little kid show. It's a little kid show. It's based on toys. Yes. Well, not toy. Yeah, it's based on a toy line. Yeah. That's just the only reason they were able to use all the characters they could because technically it was the toy line that was licensed, not the characters. Yeah. But because the characters were in the toy line, it counted. That's why you got to have so many characters. In there. Yes. And supposedly it's a very well-written show. I yeah. wouldn't know. I still haven't watched it. But yeah. I watched that opening. It's like, this is kind of a fun song. And I, I waited till we got to the part where it did mention Wolverine. I know it was fast. And you probably didn't hear him say Wolverine, but mm. he's, that's, he's in there. Anyway. Yeah. And of course, Ron Wasserman's X-Men theme. Yes. At the end. Which is all done in a keyboard. <laughs> yes, because he couldn't play guitar. He still can't play guitar. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, Ron Wasserman, along with being doing this theme song and doing a lot of the music that's in mm-hmm. this, he's most famous probably for doing the music for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He is. And our good friends over at the Power Trip podcast... Yes. Did and got to interview him. Really? Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Go listen to that episode because it's actually a great interview. And he does mention, he's like, yeah, I can't play guitar. Uh, I have to play it on keyboard, which was really fun when we got ready to do the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. And I, not Sting, one, one of one of those great guitar players who had to play. Yeah. Saying, I think I figured it out. Tell me how. Show me how you played it. <laughs> Like you couldn't tell that was on a key keyboard. You can't tell. You really can't tell. <laughs> and so he's like, "Well, here's how I played it." He turns around to his keyboard and he goes, da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, "Not that one, but um, the Mighty Morphin one." Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like what? Like, You're gonna hate this. Night <laughs> uh, of the Sentinels. I am including both of these episodes as one. Uh, episode because uh and this is probably the only one we're doing like this because this was the only one that aired as an hour-long episode Mm -hmm. and then was cut up into two episodes later yeah not much cutting was done just enough they could throw the theme song in again but um when we get to the other multi-part ones we will do each of those separately because that's why we did tangled the series yeah where the t- all the two-parters were we reviewed yep. as one episode, mm-hmm. and that's because they were originally shown as one episode. Exactly. We couldn't watch it that way, but anyway. No, it originally aired that way. So Night of the Sentinels. All episodes of the X-Men are credited as being directed by Larry Houston, but actually, if you read the credits, he, he's, he's a, a line producer. Really? Yes. Because otherwise, there's no director on any of these. Really? Yeah. It that was the only director I could find. And I, and Wikipedia is the one that listed him as a director. Hmm. None. IMDb did not list him as anything. The, the animated, the, the X-Men animated mm-hmm. series wiki did not list him. I only found that on Wikipedia. I thought, well, oh. that's a director. I'm going with it. 
was line producer, so he probably he was pretty much doing at least the directing for the actors. Mm-hmm. Now, not the animation, but at least for the actors. So, this episode was written, both these episodes were written by Mark Edward Edens. In this episode, a young teenager has been rejecting her mutant powers ever since she discovered them. But when giant robots track her down, it's up to the X-Men to save her. After breaking into the headquarters of a newly discovered government branch called the Mutant Control Agency, the X-Men lose two of their own members in a battle with the Sentinels. Getting into the cast. Since this is the first time we've talked about any of these cast members, I'm going to talk about all of them. All right, so when did the show come out? 92. 92, okay. I didn't mention that, I guess. But anyway. Yeah. I guess I did quit mentioning when these things were coming out yeah. because of Star Trek Lower Decks because yeah. it's like they just came out last week. <laughs> yeah, this came out in 1992. Yeah, this was on Fox Kids. <laughs> yes, which was being run at the time by Saban Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> so yes, this is a Saban television show with Marvel Studios, not yeah. the Marvel Studios we know now. <laughs> well, except here's the thing: the show was created by Fox Kids and they sold it to Marvel. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm bringing up the actual date of when these aired. Hang on. Ah. <laughs> da, dum, dum. Why did it bring me to the League of Legends wiki? <laughs> Something is wrong with your iPad. I think Rise of the Sentinels was actually oh. something there because I didn't put the word X-Men in front of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll that'll make sense. Yeah, because I remember watching this the show as a kid. Like, like if, if you're a kid from the 90s, oh, like, yeah. yeah, you I'm like boy, girl, whatever. This was like, one you of the shows it. you watched. And you actually hear Wolverine as Canadian instead of Australian. <laughs> and then that's ironic because you jacked me because it's Wolverine awesome. in the movies. <laughs> right, right. Which again, we're gonna have to do the 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 failed pilot for At some point rise we'll of our uh uh pride of the x-men which is actually funny <laughs> it's good but it's funny <laughs> if you want to hear some people talk about that before we get to it though uh bottom shelf did a kind of a side episode based on that so really you'll check out that one that that while you're waiting on it while uh waiting on us to get to it right Maybe. October 31st, 1992. Excellent. Although for some reason it does say uh, episode two was November 7th, 1992. So maybe they play them separate. Like, they played it the same on the first night. Yeah. First time they showed it. Yeah. So maybe they showed it again separated on. Probably. In either way. Yeah. Either way. X-Men the Amateurs. First person on the cast list. Cedric Smith as Charles Xavier and mm. Professor as and of course Professor X. Mm-hmm. Norm Spencer as Scott Summers, Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Cal Dodd as Logan Wolverine. Hey, Bub. And also in the second episode, he played the pool thug. That makes sense. I heard him. Yeah. <laughs> Iona Morris as Aurora Monroe, mm-hmm. aka Storm. Catherine Disher as Jean Grey. George Buza as Hank McCoy, Beast. Lenore Zahn as Rogue. Chris Potter as Remy LeBeau, a.k.a. Gambit. Gambit. Hmm? Yes, Gambit. Allison Court as Jubilation Lee, a.k.a. Jubilee. Jubilee. Ron Rubin as Morph. 
Oh gosh, morph. <laughs> Lynn Carlson as Robert Kelly and Jubilee's foster father. Mm -hmm. Don Franks as Graydon Creed Sr., aka Sabretooth. Mm -hmm. uh, Barry Flatman as Henry Peter Garrick. Mm -hmm. Garrick. David Fox as the Sentinel. And an unknown actress playing Martha, Jubilee's uh, foster mother. And the unnamed female president. Oh, interesting. We have no idea who that actress is. Oh, wow. If anybody knows, please let us know. And I think I just realized I left off. No, no, I brought both of them up. Yeah, I brought both of them up. I was okay. thinking I, I left off. No, because I didn't bring up Trask. No, you didn't I bring, did up, Trask. bring up Trask. Okay. I missed him somehow. Brett Halsley plays Bolivar Trask. Oh, okay. All right. Getting into the trivia for this episode. Part one are the debut episodes for Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, Beast, Jubilee, Gambit, Jean Grey, Professor X, Robert Kelly, Morph, Henry Garrick, and the Sentinels. Part two is the debut episode for Bolivar Trask. Mm -hmm. The creation of the show has, uh, the creators of the show have altered the way Jubilee joined the X-Men. In the comic books, Jubilee met Dazzler, Storm, and Rogue in a shopping mall. In the issue, she made her way through Gateway's portal back to X-Men's base in the Australian Outback, as featured in Uncanny X-Men number 244. Hmm. In the comic books, the Sentinels were introduced in X-Men volume 1 number 14. In addition, they were originally shown to be only slightly bigger than a normal human. Not three stories tall! <laughs> Yeah, I have an opinion on this one. Yeah, later I do on. too. I do too. Cameos on the monitors before Jean Grey and Professor X are seen include quick shots of Domino, Cannonball, and Magneto. Sabretooth is also seen once more in a clip from the beginning from the original newscast in the beginning. This is the first time in the show that the line "People fear what they don't understand" is mentioned. Mm. When the Sentinel's at the mall, it does quick scans of those tr uh, trying to help Jubilee mm -hmm. and scans Storm at a height of 5 foot 11, weight 127, Rogue at a height of 5 foot 8, weight 120, and Gambit at a height of 6 foot 2, weight 180. It lists Storm and Rogue as unidentified mutant life forms and Gambit as unregistered mutant. Mm. Expendable. Expendable. <laughs> You can't say that about Gambit. You really can't. You really shouldn't. <laughs> Information the Sentinel has that is hunting Jubilee. Subject, Jubilee. Name, Jubilation Lee. Height, 5 feet, 152 centimeters. Weight, 90 pounds, 40 kilograms. Race, Chinese American. Address, 764 Lucille Court West. Okay, then. Jubilee is shown putting on her sunglasses before using her powers. This happens quite often during the series, hinting that Jubilee can be blinded by her own powers. Mm -hmm. The president of the USA is shown as being a woman. This is most likely a reference to Hillary Clinton, who always thought she was going to be the first female president. Yes. <laughs> don't, you can say what you want. I don't think she's going to make it now. Mm. <laughs> uh, names that appear on the computer, on the mutant registry computer that Beast hacks into are Michael Booten, Jerry Bryan, Andy and Chris Hamilton, Ray Sherman, Corbin Went, and John Wesley. John Wesley? John Wesley! 
who oh. Beast just got done quoting. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I heard that. I was like, wait a minute. Like yeah. John Wesley, the guy who started the Methodist movement? Yeah, probably. Yeah, same guy. Probably. Same guy. Anywho. He, he be like, I think in the next episode, he requotes John Wesley. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I know eventually we'll get to Nightcrawler, and Nightcrawler eventually became a Baptist minister. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that uh, Hank McCoy was a Methodist. Well, he, he likes to quote people a lot. He just likes to quote people. That's all he's really doing. Yeah. But anyway, he's a man of science and culture and culture, which is why they had Fraser Crane play him in X3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is what are your thoughts on this episode? Oh, my gosh. It is so it is so hard. Like as a kid watching this show for the first time, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is X-Men and like I'm loving the show to death. And the theme song getting stuck in your head, even to the point when you're a child and you and your brothers uh, get the the brilliant idea of, you know, back on the cassette when you record a cassette and you get your eight inch television and you set it next to the television Mm -hmm. and you record the intro. Yeah, that's how we got the theme, because, we, you know, we were kids in the 90s and didn't have you know modern technology yes. there was such a thing as youtube that was the only really way you could dub the music over yes but this was a it was a good story It'd be like it was uh there, there's the animation part of me is like ah but this and this and this and this and this and this let's let's talk on animation real quick yeah because a we are talking about like early 90s animation we were just starting the saturday morning cartoon renaissance of the 90s yeah uh so i mean there is still a little clunkiness and plus it's matching the art style of the comics yeah which was jim lee yeah they are matching jim lee's artwork pretty good and I agree. that's not going to be easy to animate no it's not so what they're doing is great now i will say we're both watching this on disney plus mm-hmm. and they have not remastered no this they have not all. oh my gosh you can tell we're looking at the interlaced vhs masters mm-hmm. because all the line work is jumpy <laughs> between uh, frames. so jumpy so jumpy. oh my gosh in yes. some <laughs> scenes like uh uh, when they're breaking into the uh oh yeah uh, the 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 uh the the trash building the trash building yeah which is not a government there's, facility there's so many so much line work that they would have had to do yeah that on on i know when we watched it on those old crts it looked fine yeah it looked solid as a rock like it was supposed to but watching it on a modern television high definition you're not on a progressive scan screen instead of an interlace screen uh-huh. and the interlace fields are still showing up you're just watching it bounce up and down all the way yeah. through it's like stop <laughs> disney go back and re do something to de-interlace this to make it look better <laughs> You are not helping your case any, especially when you got another D- X-Men 97 show coming up that this is, that's supposed to be coming off of this. They might be working on it. You never know. Maybe so. But Maybe so. What we saw here was like, uh, yeah. the line work, the, because of the inter, the fact that the interlacing, the uh-huh. line work is jumpy. Yeah, it is very, it's very, it's a little very annoying. crunchy, but, uh, and yet there's a lot of stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, they did have to hand draw all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like the last 
any of the last television series we've watched the more i think about it mm -hmm. because tangled was digitally animated mm -hmm. star trek lower decks was digitally animated thundercats was and digital. thundercats was digitally animated but in an anime art style so mm -hmm. it's a little bit different but all of those were solid as rocks mm -hmm. this is not is they in this one you can only draw so small very true and there's a lot of spots where you can tell that's as small as they can draw it yeah don't draw those lines that line weight is just going to be right where it is because that's as small as you can get that line and those details in the background well they kind of blur they kind of blur and they kind of blend in together yes so it's like doesn't matter how good your character model is way back in the background rogue's just gonna look like a little stick figure yeah uh, <laughs> or the uh the scene that stuck out to me was where uh rogue not rogue but Storm and Jubilee are on the roof and describing what a mutant is. Be yes. like, you, you watch like uh, Storm's face and it just does this the entire time. It yes. just moves. I'm like, ah, oh, stop, yes. stop, please. <laughs> Interlacing, you're screwing up the character's face. <laughs> Interlacing is going to be our true enemy throughout the entire run of this. Apparently. Oh my. Because I doubt they have gone through and cleaned any of it up. No. Like, um, even though they've gone back and remastered a few things, like, you know, stuff and stuff and stuff yeah but they haven't touched this yet no they haven't touched um, this yet they might they be may touching. not be able to if we're being honest possibly because uh if all they have are the original are, are the the masters they sent out to stations if fox kids or saban did not keep the film masters yeah if there was even ever film masters mm -hmm. we may not have anything that now, is true i do want to touch on the opening sequence a little bit oh okay because let's face it it's a great opening sequence theme mm -hmm. song is great and i do love how every character kind of has their own comic book title oh yeah of course lo lo uh, comic book logo which mm -hmm. is cool mm, here's the thing i could have sworn when i was younger it was the the switching was snappier <laughs> oh yeah it's not snappy <laughs> it's not snappy it's like wait a minute you should have scunned to the uh, you, you we you're you're holding on road on storm a little long. Shouldn't we be in the jungle following Wolverine by now? <laughs> you're not in time with the music. You were in time with the music. I swear. Before, <laughs> why are you not now? It's just because time has changed things. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I still swear it probably was looked like it was more in time because of the difference in broadcast technologies between now and then. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it. This thing starts with a logo in the bottom at on the as the X Men theme is starting up, saying "In Stereo." You don't see that in the streaming uh, things anymore. No, no one would. That would be show up really quick at the top and then go away if it showed that at all. Because it's exactly. stereo. Mm -hmm. But this, just the same thing they showed on TV back in the day. I bet you, if the if. Uh, the streaming information uh, could actually decrypt closed mm. captioning. Yes. I bet you that those signals are there too on that master. Oh yeah. I bet you they're there because they literally just have the master, uh, the, 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 the broadcast masters is literally mm -hmm. what we're watching, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, I just want to touch on that real quick. Right. Um, now, fun fact I the first time I actually saw the this episode these two episodes mm -hmm. was when we Disney Plus came out. Oh, okay. I never saw the original the original start of this show. I came in at season two. Really? Yeah. That's when I came into the show. And of course, you know, if unless you 
somehow were lucky enough to watch be able to watch it every time it came on which uh-huh. who was yeah uh you miss an episode you may not see it for years and i apparently never was was not watching fox when this show started mm-hmm. for whatever reason at that time or maybe we were out or something so and i never i'm sure some of these i must have caught in reruns at some time but i don't remember the story at all i remember some of the later ones that i know were coming because i they're big storylines too for crying mm-hmm. out loud even in the comics are big storylines yeah agreed but uh this episode in particular i did not remember from the show mm. i do have a memory of this episode though mm. from when i was a kid okay because you remember scholastic book fairs oh yeah i had one of those early reader yeah things there's like Technically, it's a chapter book, but it's like three chapters, mm-hmm. and it's like a book about this thin. Mm-hmm. At, that was an X Men book that I bought because it was an X Men book, and it was about Jubilee. I didn't remember know who Jubilee really. I knew who Jubilee was, of course, but yeah, like, oh, she's not my. She's not Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And I read that book from. It, actually, it was a comic book. That's what. That's what it was. It was a comic book uh, adaptation mm-hmm. of this, and I know because when she, when the she blows up the arcade machine mm-hmm. and the I, I and the uh arcade owner says hey do you remember what that costs and she says yeah quarter that's not how i remember the line really the line in the comic book says yeah 25 cents <laughs> and that's what played in my mind as i watched it's like oh yeah, i remember this scene she says yeah 25 cents she says yeah a quarter it's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but that's more of what I remember this yeah. from. And I remember even when I say it was a comic book, they didn't redraw it. It was clips from it was it was still shots from the episode that they then drew text balloons over to write the write the dialogue I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Of course it was. But that's how I remember that's my memory of Night of the Sentinels from when I was a kid was this comic book I had. Yeah, because I remember that as well. I remember yeah. that as well. It's like, oh my gosh, this is just like clips from the show and it's like this is awesome i didn't care at the time it's like this is cool i got an x-men comic book i didn't know they made x-men comic books (laughs) because the local grocery store which was the only place you could get comic books at the time didn't carry x-men because it was the 90s we all know what was going on in the x-men comic books in the 90s yeah it was dark yeah it was not for kids oh yeah but comic book should be for kids yeah but I I love because there again the cop the the oh. artist in me it's like oh yeah that's great Jim art. Lee uh, Adam Adam Kirby uh, oh my gosh oh, you got the the writing of Chris Claremont is yeah. all throughout this oh yeah all because nearly everything they adapt is from the Chris Claremont run oh yeah of, very of very the X Men universe Joe Matarera oh, oh yeah <laughs> anyway yeah this is actually a very great episode. Granted, I had forgotten that ball. I think I think that that adaptation was only like the first episode. Yeah, I don't think it included the second episode of Night of the Sentinels because uh, I didn't remember any of this stuff with Bolivar Trask. Mm-hmm. In fact, my memory of Bol to show you how out of the X Men loop I truly was. My memory of Bolivar Trask comes from uh, what's his name? The the oh, what is his name? The one in the movie oh um oh come on Strigger? Yeah. no no, no. bolivar trask there oh was, he was in one he uh 
because yeah, they did Days of Future Past. Yeah, that's right. And, but he showed up in the Wolverine in the after credits scene. Oh, and he was played by um, Peter Dinklage, I think. Oh, right, right, which right, was right. weird. <laughs> no, I think that that was a was that yeah, that was Days of Future Past. That's right. It was. Yeah, he he showed up in Days of Future Past, but mm. I mean, when they introduced the character as yeah, a, it was in the Wolverine. Thing, it was in the Wolverine, which yeah. was odd because that's technically a separate subseries of uh. the x-men but whatever <laughs> continuity what's that <laughs> oh yeah but this this episode in, in particular be like start off this this massive line of x-men spider-man oh actually technically while i did create all those other shows mm-hmm only X-Men the animated series and Spider-Man 94 mm-hmm. are in the same universe. Yes. Now, Spider-Man did have some stuff where he crossed over later on. Mm-hmm. But there's enough discontinuity between all those that you can't really ca- they have to count them as separate universes yeah. in the Marvel multiverse. Yeah. They just happen to have a Spider-Man that was a lot like Spider-Man 94 yeah. show up. Mm. So yeah, Marvel was almost the first television cinematic universe. Yeah, they were television universe. You're like they had everybody crossing over because you had Batman right here next to it, and and X was and Marvel was doing all these big crossovers because you had to. Uh Rogue Story, for those who don't know, involves Carol Danvers. Mm -hmm. She never showed up in the X Men because Marvel. Thing. rights license issues yeah. beside the point yes she shows up in this later on mm-hmm. so and you where got she gets her flight powers yes yeah, where she gets her flight powers and so you ha- they had characters from other stuff even stuff they weren't making so they had to cast them for this and then they couldn't bring those characters back when they had to make bring them back for when those things that was actors back because those actors have moved on mm-hmm. they weren't contracted to keep doing the show unlike mm-hmm. you know the main cast Mm -hmm. agreed agreed we're lucky that the spider-man crossover got the entire main cast since they were still making x-men at the time Mm -hmm. anyway oh my gosh but yeah this this episode like episodes i i love how they like when they come back from episode one to two they do a like a slight recap but it's told in a slightly different like they, they changed some of the dialogue or slightly. Some slightly. of that is because of uh, the fact that this was originally a, a, a single episode mm-hmm. that we're watching the version that was cut into two different episodes. True. So when they re-edit it for two episodes, they may have chose different dialogue choices. Probably. But for some reason, <laughs> the previously on segment. Yeah. Use the version from the two, from the one parter. Yeah. Version. Mm. <laughs> Which is weird. When you're in a hurry to get an episode that out. That is true. Because there again, like there are certain episodes that were shot be, be like they were aired before. Oh, wait till we get to season three. When right. I start listing dates, says, yes, this episode came out in 94 and this next one came out in 93. <laughs> out of order. <laughs> yes, very out of order. Oh, heck, be like. Was... We are doing it as close to chronological order as we can get it. Yeah. Oh, be like, by the way, like that first shot of Sabretooth, they reused it in season five. They reuse a lot of shots in this they show do. because that's what you did. Exactly. 
Exactly. And we, no one batted an eye. Very you true. don't believe us, go talk, go listen to our episode on uh, the Transformers the movie from back in season one, because we even commented, I think, on, oh, look, there's the one piece of reused animation <laughs> in this, because holy crap, they actually animated the whole thing, except for the stupid junkyard fight. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there were used one or two things there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's a milestone when it comes to like X Men, X Men being on TV, uh, superheroes, Marvel comics. They Marvel comics have been doing it for years, mm -hmm. but this is the one that cemented it. This is the one that got it on my X Men on my radar. Yeah, same if here. If it weren't for this, I never would probably would never not have been as ex excited as I was to go watch the original X Men movie. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, mine was be like, and I, if it weren't for this, we wouldn't have gotten Spider Man '94 probably, mm -hmm. which means I would not have been excited excited for uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, that first one because I remember get coming out of that film going, "Oh man, this is so cool! I can't wait till we get to Venom." <laughs> <laughs> we I'm don't sorry. talk about Spider Man Three. <laughs> But we will if you vote for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Because we do talk about emo Spider-Man. <laughs> we'll have to talk about emo Spider-Man. Yes, yes. And actually, oh my gosh. You, you know as well as I... I talked about this when we are getting ready for No Way Home. Or I talked to you about it. I don't know if we ever said it on the show, but mm. my opinion may have changed on Spider-Man 3 since I first saw it. Oh, gosh. It's not the best movie in the right, world. Right, right, right. But right. I, I saw what they were doing. It's like, okay this is not as bad as i said it was <laughs> not great it's not as bad as i said it was oh but getting back getting back getting to, back to x-men <laughs> and let's face it if the things that have excited me about the mcu going forward is the fact that the two times we've i've been watching something not knowing it was coming and all of a sudden i hear the do -do 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 oh my gosh <laughs> they're, they're using the right song <laughs> Ah! multiverse of madness anybody <laughs> oh it ain't just multiverse of madness because that was not the first thing that used the riff really where ms marvel really ms marvel if you've not watched it the after credit scene okay they say uh she she they say something about how you had your dna has this weird mutation and as soon as they say that year the sounds like going, ah! <laughs> because what's interesting about that yeah showing my geekness here a little a little we'll get back to the actual x-men show in just a second <laughs> folks but because of the weirdness of how you know the, the film rights uh-huh when they created the new ms marvel yeah the, i can't think of her name and i yeah. apologize they were not promoting mutants in the comic books because they were trying to pressure Fox into stop being making X-Men films so yeah. they could get the X-Men back. So they weren't promoting films. They weren't getting all the money back for yeah. them. So when they created Ms. Marvel, it's the original, I, I suspect we never, we don't know this for certain, but I suspect the original plan was for her to be a mutant. Mm -hmm. But instead they went with an inhuman because yeah. they could promote inhumans because Marvel was the only one who owned Inhumans. So they made her an Inhuman in the comic book. Mm -hmm. And in the Mar Marvel Avengers video game, they use the Inhuman side of it. 
So now that Marvel has complete control over mutants again, it's like, yeah, we're going to make her a mutant and we're not going to explain it to anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> That's interesting to know. Technically, she is the second mutant in the MCU. Uh, there is a mention of a character in in a, a black uh, a black widow that's technically a, a mutant character but we never got we we may and we may have seen them on screen once oh, okay because it was a background character who i don't remember it's one of the i think it's the guy arm wrestling uh Rhett, the 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 father character i can't yeah, think yeah, of yeah. in prison yeah i think it's that character and then you had her and then of course you had uh taskmaster x-men no not taskmaster but you had uh professor x in multiverse of madness mm -hmm. and then in uh black panther wakanda forever mm -hmm. you got namor yeah he is a mutant. who is technically a mutant he's not a fully human based mutant because he's got the uh atlantean powers. atlantean dna also except it's not atlantis in the mcu but beside yeah. the point mm -hmm. But he does have his little ankle wings, mm -hmm. which technically makes him means he's they're definitely going with his mutant backstory. Mm. Cool, interesting, right? But back to X Men. Back to X Men. Yeah, this. Oh my gosh, X Men. This is a great show. This was a great show. Kind of like how Drew said it'd be like if this show had not been a success, be like I would have not been introduced to X Men. I wouldn't have. Probably, I, I probably would never been introduced to uh, comic books my my cousin had, mm -hmm. which means I would have never learned about Joe uh, Matarera well, or Jim Lee or any you, of those guys. You might have at least gotten Batman the animated series, which that is gotten true. you into that sort of things because that was happening whether X Men happened or not. That is true. That was already happening. That was already happening. In fact, wasn't X Men wasn't, wasn't Batman ninety one when it started? Batman was 92, I think. And this this means they started around the same time. Yeah, roughly around the same time. Which makes sense. Uh, and they're both by, made by Fox. They are. Well, technically, Batman's made by Warner Brothers, but it was shown on Fox, kids! Yeah. Which is one of my favorite jokes in Freakazoid. Because mm -hmm. Freakazoid was, was originally broadcast on Kids WB, and he starts telling the story of, there's only one hero who can save us only one hero who can help us and that hero is on another station <laughs> that's so instead we get freakazoid but back to x true i yeah. keep talking about everything else like Around, i don't want to talk about no, x -Men, our, 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 but this is like my age of when yes. i was a kid so yeah. i've got a lot of nostalgia here my apology yeah night of the sentinels is a great episode it is it is a great two my episodes only real issue with this episode and it'll be my issue anytime the sentinels show up is why are these robots three stories tall and have no care about property damage yeah these are supposed to be even under the best of circumstances if they were the if they were the greatest robots on the face of the planet they should not have been trying they should have been doing it force should have been the tertiary thing they did mm -hmm. not primary not we think that there's a mutant in this bedroom. Let's reach our head through the closed window to grab her and cause hundreds of dollars of home damage. There is a mutant in the mall. Walk straight through the giant plate glass window, stomping down the mall center walk, oh killing uh, 
cause, perhaps causing murder and death and mayhem. Yes. This was not well thought out by either Trask or Kelly. No, they weren't. This, it wasn't. Or, or uh, not Kelly. Because uh, Kelly was in this, but yeah. it, it was Kelly was not the uh, the guy helping Trask. It was uh, the other guy. Yeah. I said his name. Hang on. Henry Peter Garrick. Yeah, Garrick. Garrick, yes. Uh, they really did not think this through. Well. No. Of course, that was plainly obvious when Garrick said, well, I'm just going to test this out, so I'm going to go ahead and send the prototype out to, to kidnap a child without authority by the police. Yeah, which I, I always got kind of was like, it's like, okay, are you like, supposed to be working with the government or not? I get that you're shadowy organization. Do you have authorization from someone to do this? Yeah. No. No, you don't. You just decided to do it because you hate mutants that badly. Yeah. And I get racism. That's kind of what this show is about. Yeah, pretty much. That's what X-Men has always been about is, uh -huh. you know, the not necessarily racism itself, but anytime you have oppression against a minority yeah. group of some kind. Yeah. Because that's what it's showing off. It's like, that's a bad thing. We should not be treating these people horribly. Exactly. Because apparently they'll turn into terrorists and attack us. <laughs> or pretty half much. Of, half of them will. The other half oh. will protect us. That's not exactly how that worked out. But no, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because our, 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 our friendly mutants attack a facility, which is not a government facility. Yeah. But in the second episode, it's called a government facility. But... It's like it Storm. Kind of storm? Was a government it facility? is a government facility. The, the, the mutant registration office, that was a government facility. Yes. Where they were building the Sentinels wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> that was private property. That was private property. But it's like, so the 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 uh the X-Men attack a government facility in order to destroy government files that were given freely. Yeah. Why were the X-Men doing this? <laughs> For the safety of all mutant kinds? No, this is something the Brotherhood of Mutants will be doing. Sorry, the Brotherhood of Evil well, Mutants yeah. will be doing soon. Why you couldn't? That's actually my biggest thing. They are pushing the whole humans hate what they don't understand thing yeah. from episode one. Why is Magneto not in the thing till episode three? That he's is, the villain. Yeah, like, which is weird. It's weird that he's not in this first because it, he should be the one that's from that's provoking mm -hmm. the violence and then you bring in trask and and yeah which what's his yeah. name i never remember this guy's trask and uh oh brother gyrick gyrick yeah gyrick which makes didn't show, no sense gyrick but... didn't show up in the movies that's why i don't remember his name right nor has he shown up in the x-men uh audio drama Oh my gosh. But Made by the same people who did the Power Rangers audio yes. drama. Go check that out. It's a fun show. Yeah. But oh my gosh. Like there, there's there's the one point where like they're trying to be sneaky about getting in the you know government facility and air quotes here. Yes. And uh this poor card gets fried by <laughs> by storm it's like, oh he'll be out. No, he'll be dead. He that's not the worst one. The worst one is Morph. This guy, Morph walks up to this guy as Morph, mm -hmm. not Morph to anybody, but as Morph walks up to this guy and says, hey, what are you doing here? And then and then he morphs into the guard and says, uh, I'm I don't remember what he said, but then takes him out. It's like, the guy was just doing his job. Yeah. He's just a regular guard. He didn't, 
Yeah. He, he's a rent-a-cop for crying out loud. <laughs> Maybe not actually a rent-a-cop. Yeah, these, these, are, the equivalent these are probably military MPs. Yeah, this... You kidding? Did you see the gut on this guy? <laughs> this, that's this true. I'm not body shaming. How can I body shame? I got a big one myself. But... Uh, <laughs> This guy is how they would have drawn in the 90s. The, very, the, very true. The out on rent-a-cop. the, the rent-a-cop. He, The only thing he was missing was a cup of coffee and a donut. <laughs> and a scooter. That, oh, no, he wouldn't have had a scooter back then. That's true. But that's all he was missing. And then Morph takes him out. Let's talk about Morph. Oh, gosh, Morph. First off. Definitely later on. It gets annoying. Uh, uh, no, 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 hang on. We ain't talking about later on because there's a reason he came back. Mm. I had to look this up because here's the thing. Morph was created for the show. Yes. Because they wanted to kill a character in the first episode. That wasn't that like that you wouldn't care about. They were originally going to use an actual created character for this Hmm. Thunderbird who was, did die in like the second of the X-Men. Yeah. Uh, Like it's like the, the issue after giant size X-Men, which introduced Wolverine and yeah, that bunch, that whole gang someone wisely said to saban hey perhaps in this show where we're promoting how it's not a good idea to you know make fun of or uh ostracize or mm-hmm. uh minorities we not kill the only native american on the show <laughs> that we have access to <laughs> maybe that's not a good idea yeah so then they created a character morph and they decided let's give him the most evil voice you can give a character our most annoying voice i don't know this this is kind of like the this voice i call the Ratman voice because yeah. i swear it was used by a character named Ratman mm-hmm. somewhere i don't remember where this was yeah. but but it's that kind of ratty it's not like you, you hate the guy's voice as soon as you hear it he, fun fact yes they killed him in this episode uh-huh they brought him back because of the popularity of the character yeah and i'm like who likes Morph? They brought they actually brought him in the Age of Apocalypse in the comics because they, they he's a different looking character. Yes, but they brought Morph back. I was like, why? He's he's a red shirt. <laughs> he was supposed to die. He was supposed to die and stay dead to go to show rule of red shirts. You know what they are. Do you know what the actual yeah. definition of a red shirt is? I'm not ca- talking about where it came from. Yeah. Talking about the definition of red shirt. Red shirt is a character is an is a glorified extra mm-hmm. whose entire purpose is to either be fatally wounded or killed to show the danger of the situation mm-hmm. without re- putting any of your major characters at risk. Exactly. It comes from Star Trek, the original series, where any anytime you had the the crew go on a, an away team, you had mm-hmm. Captain Kirk, Science Officer Spock, Doctor McCoy, somebody else, and Ensign Jimmy. Who was a red shirt? Who was a red shirt? Because he was security. Yeah. So he wore red. That's why they. That's where the term red shirt comes from. I was. I was like when I was a kid. Be like I saw like a little bit of Star Trek, and then someone said that. I was like, oh my gosh, they're gonna kill Scotty because <laughs> he wore red. <laughs> but he was an engineer. Sure. So red shirt did not refer to the fact. Refer to the fact that almost all of these characters wore red. Not that every character who right, wore right, red right, would right, be. Right. But that just means Scotty is a great character because he was the only red shirt who went on away missions and survived true actually that's not entirely true there was one other red shirt who at least on the show never died and you want to know who he went on to play on television who 
the most interesting man in the world on the Dos Equis beer commercials. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. <laughs> but enough Star Trek. Right. We're talking about we're talking X-Men. about Morph. Morph. Most annoying character ever. Dumbest character ever. Now, granted, I only know him from these two episodes. So I have no idea how good a character Morph will later be. Well, you're telling me he ain't gonna be, and I no, trust your judgment. No, he's not. There, there's, uh, but I, I still will form my own opinion when the time comes. I, I but in these two episodes, I hate this guy. <laughs> as the story continues, as probably most of you people know, he, he that does come back. He does come back, and he's referenced over and over and over and over yes. again because he sells the stupidest jokes. And apparently, Wolverine just loves the guy to death as a friend. It's like, oh, Morph, you're so funny. Ha, ha, ha. To kind of quote uh, Retro Blasting, the uh, YouTube channel. Oh, my gosh. I can, it's like, I can hear it now. It's like, oh, my gosh. Why are we talking about this stupid character the entire season? <laughs> because, oh, we got, we got to feel bad about Morph. Well, Morph was annoying. <laughs> it's your only story hook at the, from the beginning of this. That's true. Because uh, you've got other things, like you got Jubilee going, but Wolverine has nothing yet. That's the thing. Wolverine is just a guy here. He, we have no idea how he feels about Jean Grey yet. Yeah. We have no idea how he feels about anything other than I just gave Scott a, I tell Scott I made him a convertible. Or Which is a great line. I agree. Or the line he says over and over again, yeah. be like, I go where I, I want to go. go. I'm like, like, you said this four times already. And I don't care because it's so fun. It is fun. Because uh, that's the thing. Everyone likes Wolverine. Yeah. We shouldn't probably. <laughs> but we all love him. Granted, I think I think uh, Cyclops is a better written character at this point, but Cyclops will never get any real character development. Yeah. He's always Cyclops. That's true. There's a reason he's like the most. Oh, he's like, oh, dude. I know he gets some other stuff because of his connection yeah. to Jean Grey. And I have seen all the episode titles. So I know what's and I, of course, I remember many of these ep- mm. ep- uh, stories initially from this show, not from anywhere oh, yeah. else. So I know what's coming. Yeah. And I know he will get some character development in connection to Jean Grey. Yeah. Jean Grey in his past. Yes. I know that's coming, but for the most part, it's like, yep, you're James Marsden. (laughs) (laughs) And you were James Marsden long before James Marsden was playing this role. Oh, my gosh. Oh, all all I have to say is when they introduce uh, Sinister in his... uh, well, ideas of when mutant genetics and then it gets funky in a all out and i know he'll get some more when uh kyle summer shows up yeah his brother and when but, uh, uh uh cable probably i'm, I'm from the future cable <laughs> yeah cable geek devotions his favorite character really yes cool didn't know that awesome you learn things exactly. anyway um do we have anything more to talk about? No, it, it's a, all over, over the, place. the place. We went from here to there, here to there, bouncing around just to talk about this two episodes. No, because this is the first one we've talked about where our initial viewing of it was when we were kids. <laughs> and so all of our memories mixed together. Exactly. Because it was X-Men, Batman the Animated Series, Spider-Man. Tiny, uh, yeah, Spider-Man and Tiny Toon Adventures. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's a movie I need to put on that list sometime is how I spent my summer vacation. A Tiny Toons movie? Yes. 
There was a Tiny Toons movie. Really? I didn't know this. It was. I think it was straight to video. Oh, okay. But, uh, it, it, does, it does exist. It's, it was the first time I oh, ever seen Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. How I Spent My Summer Vacation. It's a great little show. Agreed. Anyway, do we have anything more to add before no, we cut except this out? Snick. <laughs> or shink. <laughs> anyway, join us. Morph. <laughs> Stupid morph. Two years before, no, one year before morph will be a word I actually give two flying bananas about. <laughs> Which I'm looking forward to us getting to an episode in season four. Because there's a cameo, not cameo, but there's a shout out to Power Rangers. Oh, in an I, episode. I think I remember this. And you even hear a couple notes of the of the Power Rangers theme. In oh, it. that's hilarious. And also it's, it's is not it, really it. It's just it's just a you, it, it's like it's more of a taste of it kind oh, of okay. it's not it but it's like oh they actually did that <laughs> and also aren't they doing x-men 95 97 this year i think i don't remember when it's coming out okay i don't know what i don't think we we need to talk about this mm -hmm. because our as of right this minute we're ending our coverage of x-men at the end of season five mm-hmm we do need to talk about if we will do the first season of 97 immediately after. Okay. But we're not making that decision tonight. Got it. So, but next episodes we're going to be reviewing next week are, uh, intermagneto and dangerous reunions. Oh, okay. So I just looked it up. X-Men 97 will premiere on Disney plus in the fall of 2023, which means about the time we are finishing this up. Exactly. Either way. Yes. So, the year, 2023 is going to be the year of X-Men because it literally goes up to Miyazaki month. Wow. You're not <laughs> kidding. This is a, the longest show we've done. It may kill us, <laughs> no, we're, but we're doing it. We're, we're doing it for you people. Forget that. I'm doing this as a good <laughs> excuse to catch up before X-Men 97. That too. <laughs> either because just, just like this show was a good reason to watch tangled the series that is so true and for you was a good reason to watch star trek lower decks that is true and, and then be a good excuse to watch thundercats mm -hmm. anime yeah but besides the i guess it really is what this podcast really is for us it's an excuse to watch stuff we normally wouldn't that is true <laughs> that is so true because we're both accurate what can i make you watch that you've not seen <laughs> I know this random thing I remember from when I was a kid that you don't know at all about a rooster who sings like Elvis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is Jacob going to make me watch that I never would have watched before? A story about a dying dinosaur. <laughs> Land before time. And before I hadn't watched it before we or, did this. Uh, Anastasia. Summer Wars. Summer Wars. Uh, some of the your Miyazaki. name, your name, weathering with, with you, you. weathering with you after you saw your name would have been one you to watch. Yeah, um, some of the Miyazaki's I never heard of, I never seen them. <laughs> That's because some of them aren't Miyazaki. That is true. Or uh, we're doing all Ghibli, of Ghibli, our Ghibli, which means we're doing some of the interesting titles too. That is true. I don't know. I still like my neighbors, the Yamadas, even though it's interesting it's interesting let's it's, say that it's a different type of show 
and the less said about some other stuff in there the better <laughs> either way right join us next time for legend of dragon ball tale pharaoh mm -hmm. intermagneto and what was the last one <laughs> uh i remember all the deadly reunions mm -hmm. join us for those and we will uh do that next week in the meantime this has been drew this is jiggin and we'll catch you in the next frank you can follow jacob on his facebook at jacob b heron his facebook page jacob's daily art corner where he tries to draw each and every day his instagram at jacob b heron his twitter at jacob heron and his letterbox to jacob heron you can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell, with a single L. Does a mall baby eat chili fries? Oh my gosh, at least the ears are gone. <laughs> and I don't know about that, Doc. Oh, brother. D-Let!